Closer to a theme song now. <laughs> By, yeah, we'll just like have somebody auto tune your intro into. <laughs> oh, I would love to. That's how it should start: is me auto tune the. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Dragon Party. I'm your host Brett Brandis for this alliance. Joining me, it's my co-host. It's Eric. You know him, but what's his name? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Eric and uh this is this is basically the the episode that we've been waiting for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sort of. Commander. Yeah, for sure. This is the commander part of it. Well, I think I was more excited for the main set honestly for this one and then it sort of let me down. Yeah, like all the all the powerful stuff that we're going to actually play with is is here. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like it's not in the main set, which I was hoping it would be. But it wasn't. It makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. To I mean, keep the, the main sets powered low, but there's a. They kind of have a good idea about like cards that would normally be like two ones in standard that have a, an ability have the same ability, but they're like four or fives in commander, just yeah, because they know yeah. the creatures just have to be a little bit more worth it. Yeah, a, a beefier hit is not going to do much harm in commander. So yeah, it's, exactly. It's fine. It's just it's just defending you from it dying too fast really right. yeah, <laughs> it's, not, exactly. it's not destroying people too quickly uh, by having a beefy body it's more like it won't die as fast <laughs> yeah, yeah when somebody plays they're like you know anger of the gods it won't kill it and if there's an early commander it's not just like well i already have 10 commander damage and i can't yeah i, I mean something that you, you don't think about uh if you're only used to the 1v1 type of games is that it really is, you don't want to attack. You just, in, in Commander. Like, a 5-5 five five is like, I could do 5 damage to someone. Yeah, if you do that, you might end up taking 20 damage from people. Right. <laughs> because you swung with your only defense. Yep. And there's so many things like, oh, if you deal combat damage, do this. It's like, oh, well, I'm just going to hit you just because you have no blockers. And then it happens three times. It's like, I took 10 damage. And no yeah. one cares. <laughs> Well, today's podcast was supposed to be about all the Commander decks and everything in them. We've done this once before. Uh, it took us four hours. Yeah, to we're do like, it. yeah, we've heard feedback. They're like, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't that get four, through. Four hour one was nuts. And we like, don't yeah. blame you, and we also don't want to be here for four hours right now. So what we're gonna do is, I, as soon as I started going through all the cards, I was like, it's gonna happen to us again. <laughs> I was like, oh, but it, don't worry, it's one less deck. We'll get there. Nope. We want to talk about everything. So, how we're going to break it up is we're going to talk about the commanders from all the decks. Right. And just the commanders from all the decks. So, they've done what they do in the past where they'll print a deck. There's a face card, which you're getting as like, the this is your commander. And they design the deck based off of that commander. But they also put in a legend that's usually of the same exact colors as a alternate that's that has a sort of synergy with the deck in a different way. And then there's even like a third option that might not be all about what the deck's about, but has a small little like, ah, but it does this little thing. So you can also take it in a different direction that way. And all of these decks, all four of these decks have three new commanders that do something. 
out of the deck. So we're going to talk about all of those, as well as the commanders that we did not talk about in the main set. So we, right. we did our strongest cards, weakest cards, and underrated cards from the main set. Um, mostly, in fact, in terms of the 99, we didn't talk about specifically the commanders. So we're going to go over only the ones that we think are even worth talking about. Um, there's a lot of legendaries in every set now, which I know some people complain about. I don't think it matters. Who okay. cares? It doesn't. It's, it's... <laughs> uh, but we're going to talk about the ones that are actual, like, legit, powerful commanders that could actually hold their own just by, like, you build a deck with this thing, and bam, it's a good deck. Just like that. Like, that's what it takes to be a good commander nowadays, is just like, this is your commander. If you play the card, your deck's good. <laughs> Done. Exactly. Enough said. Um, before we get into that, back at the party, what you drinking today? So I am drinking. Unfortunately, I've had it sitting out for a little bit, so it's set it uh combined. But I'm drinking my like coffee whiskey drink. That oh, I, okay. That I made up. You so could have convinced me that you were trying to get the layers in. Like, no, this is you want the separation. No, yeah, like, I like a I half and want half. it. Yeah, I did want <laughs> it. I had like heavy cream on top, and it's a good. Uh, yeah. It's a new. I'm testing it out. New edition. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's like whiskey Kahlua. This uh, cold brew Jaeger. Yep, yep. I think you've had that once before on this. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good. Uh, here's as close as I could get. <laughs> uh, this set is called The Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. Well, if you're going on an adventure, then you're going to have to be a trailblazer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ex- I'm so excited for like episode 100 where the tie-ins <laughs> are going to become so much more elaborate. <laughs> Oh, yeah, be... right. where I'm getting further and further out yeah. like well did you know that <laughs> like one of the artists in the commander <laughs> free con first says name his was name right here yeah. in the description <laughs> if you rearrange the names his high school is, is close by somewhere it's, it's this is our 96 episodes and this beer has 96 calories <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's gonna be awesome <laughs> so this is the trailblazer by the connecticut valley brewing company sounds very generic it is a new england style ipa um so probably pretty basic i don't know just an IPA that said Trailblazer. I was looking for anything. I'm like, I'm like searching and I'm like, forgotten. I'm just like naming out anything that could possibly adventures, forgotten. And someone's like, Trailblazing. I was like, works for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it. Um, and then another order of business MTG News. News desk. News, news, news. news. <laughs> Breaking news. Uh, the latest is that they're not done printing cards this month. <laughs> they're making new cards. What the heck? We yeah. haven't even talked about half the new cards they just printed this month. They're printing more new cards, but, and they're doing it in a different way. Yeah. Do you say the word print? Yeah, that's Technically, true. Uh, it's not printed. This is a straight to uh, VHS version <laughs> this is which uh... so this is the first they are really pushing the envelope now into the digital they are separating the paper and the digital magic game which i'm in agreement with because i never thought magic should be played digitally from the start it's too complicated a game and it just doesn't work well digitally to me uh i much prefer digitally playing something like hearthstone which is a great game not doesn't hold a candle to magic in terms of, of that. 
but digitally i don't want to be touching that yeah it's there's a huge kind of like barrier not barrier to entry but like a huge switching cost i think going from playing paper your whole life to digital because there's definitely like we don't really get mad when you know i mean i get mad when i get like (laughs) mana screwed or something or you like don't read a card but it feels like it's your fault but man sometimes on digital you're just like i didn't mean to do that (laughs) or like in arena you have to get used to what the auto tapper is going to do and sometimes they update and change it on you so you're just like ah no i need i need to play this card first because I know the auto taper is going to try to take my uh, take my basics first, even though I have a card in my hand that I want to hold up or I'm trying to bluff a card or something. I mean, that and also hard. sequencing gets super, super hard in online. You don't know exactly, like, I want to respond at this point in the chain of what this card's effect does. That's very complicated to actually, you have to really know the online client to get that down pat. And yeah. I just do not have the time to figure that out. Yeah, I think it... <laughs> It's interesting talking to people who learned online because they know the rules pretty well because you're forced mm. to play by the rules no matter what. And normally yeah. we could just like shortcut things like, okay, uh, yes. I'm going to do this, this, and this. And when I attack, this triggers, I'm going to do this. But or that like, also frustrates me that you can't shortcut things online. Like, I just think the game gets so dragged out and I'm like, oh, this is painful. Yeah. I don't want to sit here and wait for you to go through your combo that may or may not happen. It takes half an hour in paper. It would take you two minutes. Yeah, it's like, I'm just going to do this and draw my whole deck. and I'm, <laughs> I just I can't do it. I can't play online. I don't know what it is. Yeah, that's definitely a big problem. They, they, <laughs> one, one really cool thing about online play that is on MTGO, not Arena, is that they have like a chess clock situation, which is just yes. impossible to implement in real life because there's priority switches are just so common yes they don't have that they do have time limits that's very much if you are playing slow you will lose a game (laughs) yeah you will lose a game but you can lose for slow play oh yeah you could just call over a judge and be like hey this person's slow but in the online it's just nice to be like well if if they don't like they've been playing slow this whole match i'm just gonna get an entire match win because they're going so (laughs) but i that's such a strong like i don't want to sit yeah it's that's like an hour that's an hour for a match to just to win a game by default (laughs) i was like no i'm not sitting through that (laughs) exactly and and that's that's and people who like play magic like we do it's just like what this is a whole new thing that i have to be frustrated with yeah but besides grumpy old me yelling at the clouds about online jigger Merle, what do you feel about this? I mean, I haven't played Historic at all, because again, I don't play online. I mean, I guess people are throwing a big rigmarole about this, because it's, it's not traditional. Yeah, it's so they're introducing mechanics that can really only exist in that that online. people are just calling Hearthstone, right? <laughs> like right, they yeah. they saw it happen on Hearthstone and go, "Well, we're going to do that now." <laughs> yeah, and I can't blame them for doing it because Hearthstone's fun. Exactly, and, and yeah, that's the part. It's like you can't really blame them. I I'm worried about what this is going to do. Like, if this is, I mean, uh, it's it's just strange having cards that you can't play in paper. I don't think, again, because I am so separated from the online world, I don't mind that it's its own thing. I just, whatever, who cares? Let it be its own game. If they change the game entirely, maybe I would play it to have a different experience that I can't have in paper. Because I don't want to try to replicate my experience in paper online. I just won't enjoy it. 
But if it's a different game, maybe. Yeah, and that's one. That's one of the things that I think you. It's it's interesting you saying that because like if you saying that makes total sense. It's just being yeah, like, yeah, sure. I mean, that, like, it, why, that's like, just why, my feelings. Yeah, if you're not playing <laughs> online, then why? Like, why would you care? Then, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> and these these cards aren't legal in Commander. Uh, nope. so you can't see them anyway but which yeah, is like i'm glad right i don't want them to be yeah they're oh making gosh, them for yeah. this format so and they can't exist again because of the it's a digital mechanic so it's literally going to like randomize a card into your hand that that's impossible to replicate or have three-sided cards and yeah crap like that you can't essentially yeah yeah <laughs> there's mechanics like uh i it's uh i it's like seek or something where it's essentially a yeah. tutor, but you yep. don't shuffle. It's a randomized tutor. It's yeah. It's summon something into your hand. Right? And, and you like, don't have to <laughs> shuffle your library afterwards, which is of course, which like, is like no an anti-cheating measure in, <laughs> yeah. in paper, but in uh, digital. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, no one yeah. can stack their decks at all in digital. Yet. Exactly. Uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting to find out. I, I guarantee you somebody will, try to like proxy their <laughs> oh my god right I, I just, yeah paper. i'm not excited for the people yeah that are like let's play historic in the store and you're like no <laughs> that's not a form no yeah. i'm not playing historic what i don't even know what's legal in that format so no i'm not playing yeah this is uh, random stuff <laughs> uh and then i have one last new category called underrated idiot spotlight i want like rock music to play on that one. <laughs> uh this is a card that uh eric just played in a recent match and i gotta say it blew me out of the water i did not realize what this would do and i don't think anyone did as soon yeah. as he played it and then I... it resolved and we all went Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah i i was looking for cards for my new deck and i saw this i was like how did we not like look at this card <laughs> yeah so this is looking back now just at moron horizons 2 so this is just the last set so it's not like we totally missed over this right. a long time ago um this is called out of time it Go is a uh, card it's an enchantment for one white white and when it enters the battlefield uh phase out each creature on the battlefield. So it's essentially board wipe and uh, out of time gains vanishing. So you put time counters equal to the number of creatures that phased out. Yep. Um, and vanishing means like at the upkeep, remove a time counter. And when you remove the last time counter, uh, I think you exile or sacrifice the enchantment. Yeah, I think you sacrifice it. You sacrifice it. So yeah. a couple things are really good about this card in, in specifically commander that, I don't think people realize initially upon reading it. So Commander can get gummed up on board, right? I mean, in a two-player game, having any more than like five creatures is pretty rare. In a Commander game, it is not out of the possibility to have a, over 20 creatures sitting there. <laughs> like, oh literally. Gosh, yeah. There's always a token deck. How many times have we mentioned that? There's always a token deck at the table now yep. with a million creatures running around. Just like there's always a graveyard deck. <laughs> there's always a graveyard deck. So creature counts can get above 10. Now, a commander game, I would say lasts typically like between 10 to 15 turns. Would you agree with that? Maybe? I, yeah. I now, by that. the time you're playing this card, if you're exiling, let's say, 10 creatures to be safe, and you're playing this card on turn 5, it's probably staying exiled for the whole game. Right. And, and, More, yeah. most likely. <laughs> almost 90% certain 
that this card, unless someone removes your enchantment, right, it will pretty... just sit there by itself and never be removed. Now, one other key that makes this card absolutely busted that we did not realize is phasing completely takes out your commander. Yes, it is like one of the only ways to essentially negate the tra uh, transitioning of zones. Because it will not be exiled, it won't die. That means if your commander's on the battlefield when an out-of-time resolved, it will get phased out and it will be gone. It will not exist. You will not have the opportunity to cast it. You won't have the opportunity to interact with it. Its effects won't be in play anymore. Nothing about it will be doing anything for you anymore. I was lucky enough to sacrifice my own commander, like when he played this card, so that I could continue playing the game. But if I hadn't been able to do that, I, I would have done nothing. Like, literally from this one card alone, I got deleted from the game. And I, I basically did anyway. Even having my commander, it didn't matter. I was deleted from the game with one card. Yeah, and it only costs three mana. It costs like, three mana to do that, to delete a player from the game. <laughs> right. It, 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 it is pretty nuts. And, like, there is the downside of it being a permanent that can be destroyed, but that's also right. an upside. Where, if, like, if yeah. you flicker it, all right, they phase back in, and then they phase back out. And yeah, because you, you have the opportunity to protect it almost in that regard. Yeah. And you can phasing, actually defend it. Exactly. You you can you can it, you could reanimate it. You could sun tighten it back in play. You can sun tighten it back in play. <laughs> it's crazy. And, and and enchantment is generally one of the hardest things to remove to begin with. It's right. not like we're talking a creature. A lot of these things deal damage to creatures and they can die. This is an enchantment. It's one of the hardest things to now in commander. You I, I was playing mono black. What chance do I have? <laughs> I don't know. There's like one I card now. Card, and of course I'm playing it, but yeah, I you're, yeah. I now have a one out of 80 chance to get there. Yeah, and it, all like when this creature dies effects, when this creature enters the battlefield effects, like they don't trigger because it's phasing. It's gone. It just doesn't fantastic. exist. Yeah. If there's it, auras on it, equipment. That was on one it. other thing. I had an equipment on one of my guys and I'm like, well, at least I get to... Nope, it's equipped to something. It's gone. I couldn't even use that anymore. It like it deleted more than just my creatures. It deleted so much of my board. It was incredible. So uh, we have to call out that card is yeah. definitely the most overlooked card I think from Modern Horizons two that we didn't call yeah. out. And, and it's uh, like under a dollar. Go, go play that card in EDH, guys. You're gonna you're gonna be amazed at what this thing can do. Yeah. It, it's gonna blow people out. <laughs> yeah, I think we're just, not used to playing with phasing, which is why it, it flied so under the radar. No yeah. one's ready for that. Exactly. And like you, you kind of shortcut this, like, okay, it's a it's a board wipe, but then you look at it, you're just like, oh wait, it's not like a battle. Well, you're you, it's not shortcutting this. it for people who ignored it, right? Think it's a crap board wipe, right? It's a board wipe that doesn't really get rid of everything. They all come right. back. Not, no, they don't. Not I'll really. tell you what, in Commander, no, they don't. They yeah. will never come back. The Yeah, the the, the thing that uh, clued me off, I was like, how many times have someone played Blasphemous Act for one mana? <laughs> or yeah. like two mana? And I was just like, oh, there's just always a ton of creatures out. <laughs> and again, and now, someone's always playing tokens, so someone has 25 tokens, like, okay, there, is, there are exiled, essentially, from the game. Uh, until you destroy this thing. I, I honestly think we're entering a new phase of magic where phasing is just becoming probably the most overpowered thing ever. Because I'm thinking now, like, 
wow, I really got to get that Spirit Guardian card that, like, flash face all your yeah. creatures out just to save all my creatures from out of time. <laughs> that way, if they're already <laughs> phased out, well, you can't phase them again, and now they'll actually phase back in. <laughs> they'll phase back in. And it's great. Uh, yeah, the because um, I was talking about how I love that card against uh, uh, Cyclonic Rift. Is because it's like, oh, you can't yes. bounce them because you can't they're... bounce them. They're gone. They're not there. And they don't. And the creatures have haste when they phase back in too. It's just crazy how phasing just it, it seems like it ignores the rules of magic, which is yeah. why it's so broken. So that's why out of time is literally a broken card because it, it ignores all the magic rules. We have all these rules in Commander to set up to protect you from from really bad stuff happening. Out of time totally avoids all of that. Which is the whole the reason that Teferi's protection was so broken. Yeah. It avoided all the rules to dying. It's like, no, no, no. Everything's phased. So none of my stuff dies. None of my stuff's still here. You can't hit me. You can't hit me. Like, it, it avoided all the rules, which is why it's broken. So I think that's something to look forward to, like, look for now in new cards. If it says phasing, take a second look at it. Yeah. <laughs> it might yeah, be broken. Be yeah, I had a, a limited experience, or limited the the format experience mm. where I had a, a plate mail on a, I think it's a blink dog. So it's a one, one double strike with a plate mail. It's a four, four double strike. And it has, Woo. I think three, it's three or four mana to phase it out. Right. And so it protects I, itself. That it way. protects itself that way. And it, it, they had two, four, fours. So I attacked with my double striking four, four, they double blocked. I <laughs> let first strike hit, hit damage. First strike, happen, you blink it. Oh. And then I phased it out. Since it still had the equipment on, when it phased back in with haste, it, I didn't have still to pay the equipped. equip cost. Oh my god! And it so was good. effectively I just like killed a creature. I spent four mana to kill a creature, which is fantastic and limited. And then yeah, the if hasting, you were wondering why those cards cost so much to phase them out, that's why <laughs> phasing is broken. Phasing's <laughs> so good, and you you could. And it's a pretty. It's it's a very old mechanic, so that means it's kind of a new mechanic to everyone. <laughs> also, the old mechanics did it different because none of the old mechanics had activated abilities to phase them out. I think there was yeah. one. I think it was like Blinking Spirit had it, but the rest of them like phased out for like at the beginning of your turn and wouldn't come back till your next turn. Yeah, and it, so it actually was a downside. So you could play around with it, like oh, yeah. while it's phased, I'll destroy everything, and then it'll come back the next turn with haste and be able to swing. But it was kind of, it was a downside. You only had your creature every other turn. Right, and you couldn't, like, block with them or something. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, it phases it out gone. at the beginning of the end step or something yeah. like that. Yeah, you'd have to really play around with it, so it was pretty complicated. Now, now with these ones with activated abilities to do it, it's like, oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> this thing just defends a, yeah. itself. Well, well, we'll talk about another one of those, another card like that in the 99 show. Love it. All right, let's get into some of the commanders. We're going to start with the core set. Uh, here's some of the ones that we're going to go over in the core set. The only of the mono-colored ones that we're going to talk about is the mono-black one, of course, because mono-black is the best, obviously, <laughs> everyone. This is Osmodius. I think you did call it out during our episode, if yep, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's one of the stronger ones. Yep, yep. So Osmodius is the devil. Six mana, I believe, right? Yep, six Spiritual. mana, four black-black for a six-six devil god. Uh, and has a passive ability binding contract. If you would draw a card, exile the top card of your library face down instead. Uh, so that's not great. So you lose your draw steps. You can pay black, black, black to draw seven cards. And then you can pay <laughs> black to return all cards exiled with Osmodius, the Archfiend, to their owner's hands, and you lose that much life. 
So it, it's so flavorful as far as like the contract. Yeah. Like I will give you the power to draw seven cards at instant speed, but you are sacrificing your draw step uh, and you're going to be paying a lot of life. Yes. Which in Commander, neither of those things matter, which makes it very good. <laughs> yes, it's a pay four mana, draw seven, lose seven. Yeah, you're not instant worried about speed. it. <laughs> That's that. That is uh, nutty. Uh, it's common to have like 15 mana sometimes in commander if you can imagine drawing 21 cards for 21 life it's all very good to do stuff like that we talked about some of the shenanigans you can pull you could pay osmodius's trigger to return all the cards exiled blink it somehow or get you know get it off the battlefield you won't have to pay the life you just get all the cards it'll resolve I believe, or no? Maybe. Uh, I guess the whole yeah. trigger, yeah, the whole trigger is you losing life. Okay. Yeah, in, in response, well, in sp- in, you can. Oh, draw you can seven pay to draw seven, you, get rid of it, and just draw and just and draw then, the seven. Yeah, then the you don't passive. have to do it right. Yep, exactly. Avoid his whole uh, binding contract part of it. Just pay three, draw the cards, get him out of there somehow. There you go. You got seven cards for three minutes. Yep. Which is Pretty good. good. <laughs> if you have six mana Pretty and a free good. sack outlet, activate it twice. Who cares? And sack it. <laughs> now, he's not as interesting, right? Because he's not necessarily going for a specific kind of strategy at all. There are a lot of things nowadays that are playing around with things getting exiled from your library, I'll say. Yeah. Not necessarily in black. A lot of that has been like white-red. Uh, as you know, Lorehold had that whole part of its kit. That was, yeah. it was part of exiling cards from your library and your graveyard. So you can play in with that. So there might be some in the future where Mardu gets really good and he'll just fit in naturally with that. But as a commander, he's just strong because he draws cards. I mean, that's yeah. just strong. And they're, they're, it's just, I, I like these kind of monocolor commanders because it makes you think a little bit about like, oh, I wonder if I could turn not having a technical hand and, mm. into an upside. Like, uh, can, can I make everyone discard down to the lowest hand size? And you mm-hmm. have these seven cards in exile, but now you don't have to, like, you have zero cards in your hand. Can you turn that into a, a benefit? Right. Um, if you are have zero cards in your library, technically you you're not lose. cards. <laughs> uh, if this, you have the combo with the Karatikus, like you said, where, or like... That's uh, a fun like one. Um, yeah, you put him in your graveyard, everyone, and have Necroticus out. It means you can just pay three and draw awesome. seven. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. awesome. I don't know. So, I yeah, cool. he's just strong. And there's there's ways to get cards in your hand without technically drawing, too. So you can just, instead of having, like, uh, Frexian Arena in your in your deck, you could have other cards, which is just like, oh, mm. put a card, like, look at the top three cards, put one in your hand or something. I don't know. Oh, right. It, if it avoids the draw clause... It will still go into your hand, is what you're saying, right? Yeah. So you have to play with which that is a fun part of Commander, right? That you have to play with cards like that to play around it, and that's what makes it a different format. Like we're not, yeah. Opt is the best draw spell, which means we're all playing four ops. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, we don't see that. It's like no, he plays ops because the Scry one was really important for them, while this guy plays the Thought Scour because he wants the two cards in his graveyard. And oh, draws yeah, a card. Yeah. So it's like it's really awesome that that, that the flavor of commander allows you to mm-hmm. change the cards. Maybe on. losing life is the benefit. Maybe you get. Like you just want to pay four life to lose seven sure. or eight. <laughs> That's the whole point. All right, the next one is probably gonna be the most popular out of the set, if I had to guess. Uh this is because it's a dragon. And it's a dragon in all five colors. <laughs> you you've immediately nailed every prerequisite for every uh first 
casual players. Yeah, literally. Myself like... included. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So this is Tiamat, the Dragon God, two and Wooberg, all five of the colors for a 7-7 flyer. Also, it's a 7-7 flyer. So yeah, everyone just wants that. And when he enters, if you cast it, so you can't cheat him into play in any given way to trigger this effect. But when you do trigger it, and you do cast it, and it enters, you get five dragon cards not named Tiamat that have different names. Put them in your hand. So you just get to play dragons.deck. Yeah, you just draw five of your strongest cards. (laughs) Yeah, tutor for five insane cards. I hate playing against these decks. I'm just going to say. I... Yeah, I think this this deck, you could make it fun if it's like, I'm just trying to get fun, cool dragons. But what's going to end up happening is someone's going to find a combo with changelings, and then that's all they're going to get. Yeah, yeah, not necessarily that. Honestly, to me, these decks are what I refer to as the mythic dot decks, right? You just play every strongest mythic that's ever been printed of dragons, and you just slam dragon after dragon after dragon every turn. I'm j- I just don't enjoy the play patterns of playing against that. I enjoy I seeing that. the cool different strategies of like, oh man, he just scribed two, which triggered this one thing that turned over this other thing, which milled your top card, which you needed. Like I'm like, oh, that was awesome. I don't like just the guy slamming mythics out turn after turn. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, it and and we're not. But like it appeals to a much bad. larger crowd. Yeah, because also like. We've played we've played those decks and we played against those decks a billion times. So we're like, okay, I know what you're doing. Yeah, you just slam a dragon. I, well, and it's it's a frustrating like, game though. It's just like, okay, I I have to kill you or you're just gonna keep slamming threats or don't be, be mad at me when I'm removing your dragons every turn because guess what you're doing? Playing a mythic dragon every turn. Yeah, and <laughs> and dragons are good. <laughs> <laughs> So I have to just deal with you every turn, and I'm going to turn everyone against you, because all you're doing is slamming Mythic Dragons. Yeah, and that's also the thing, is since they don't put them in the battlefield, I'm sure there's ways of uh, cheating that kind of thing, uh, cheating that kind of uh, work, or that downside. But, like, you played a seven-mana commander, and you just, and you have to show everybody all the dragons, obviously. Yeah. Uh, So, like, everybody knows, hey, I'm going to play, like, two or three of these dragons next turn. And everyone's like, hmm, we got to kill you. <laughs> it's just not an interesting play pattern to me. Like, I, I don't think it's as fun as, like, the guys who are doing interesting things to their permanents. It, it's just a guy slamming permanents every play that are really busted. <laughs> That's not interesting. The, uh, the, the big green uh, monster in me. Still finds joy in that. <laughs> but I told, but I totally I play understand against it all yeah. the time, so I don't doubt it. I, like mm-hmm. everyone does this, I just hate it. I never play those decks really, so but I see them everywhere, and, and I at, get it. But at the at the price point of Tiamat right now, it's not even like the it's it, I under consideration. I think you'd want to play like this for a different reason other than just pure power level because Scion of the Ur Dragon is just like the best five color dragon yeah or ur dragon's even better than this i'd say your dragon is better than this too yeah because it has the eminence ability it's just all your dragons cost one less cost that's, one less that's disgusting then... you don't have to do anything to get that it just does that it just has it from the expansion <laughs> and you just like draw like four cards and play i think i don't think they'll ever print an eminence ability ever again i think they I realized that was a not. huge mistake and and it was <laughs> you start doing it's just like companions in, in the constructed formats once you start doing that stuff it's 
it's only a benefit. It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> you just you like, can't well, argue that. Oh, there's a drawback. No, there's not. No, yeah. no, it's only a benefit. <laughs> it's just like, and I can't interact with it. <laughs> yeah, that, that is only a benefit. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to the next one, which I do think is awesome. This is Volo Guide to Monsters. Now, this is the way you should slam mythics. <laughs> this is way more interesting. This is two green blue for a three two human wizard. Whenever you cast a creature spell, if it doesn't share a creature type with a creature you control or a creature in your graveyard, copy it. You get yeah. two of everything. I'll get two mythic dragons as long as it's my only mythic dragon. Then yeah. I better have a mythic wizard. Well, I can't be wizard. He's, can't a, be he's wizard a wizard. He he's can't a be a human, wizard. can't be a wizard. I'm glad that they put two really largely relevant types on him, too. Yeah, me too. It, it I think it, it'll be interesting to actually try to build this because I wonder how quickly you, like, Cross oh, I really into, want this card, but it has, like, these two types. Like, but it, I really it, want... it wouldn't be too much of a mistake, right, to put two big dragons in your deck. No, no. Because be. you'll only see one of them, more likely in a game. So that one will get doubled. That that's still really good. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's it's still really really good. I, and you do have to remember it. too. Uh, legend rule still applies. It doesn't help you at all with a legend rule. So it does not help you to cast the legendary stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you're not getting two Gisellas out there. Thank God. Alas. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I think it'll be interesting to find out like. Oh, this yeah, th- this card is like. Do I really want to spend like my only? like hydra on this or like oh this one's also a human like i thought it was just a knight like wow man yeah lastly we have to say it's locked into green blue remember this is not five colors like tiamat was this you're locked into green blue so there's not as many busted green blue dragons at mythic say no but yeah they have uh yeah green blue not known for their power not known for dragons for sure (laughs) they have big big things oh yeah for sure that green has a lot of big things (laughs) <laughs> Again, it can't be legendary though. Yep, can't be legendary. But yeah, this this guy seems so much fun. I yeah. I would love to see a Volo deck. I think they're going to be awesome. I, th- I, I that ability is so strong and so powerful. It I think it almost doesn't matter what you do with it. Casting a Reclamation Sage gets you two Reclamation Sages, which destroys two artifacts and sh- like that's really powerful. Oh yeah. Two acidic oozes. I, like, there's just a lot of really good stuff you can do, man. I'm really excited for Volo. I want to see him. Maybe I'll build a Volo. Maybe I don't you know. Should. It sounds like you're going to build a Volo deck. I, mean, I can build it. I don't have a green-blue deck, right? I, I have a green-blue-red. I have a teamer deck. Um, but yeah, I, I think Volo is one of my favorites from, from the main set. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the Rakdos one, Orcus. He's also awesome. The Prince of Undeath. One of the only commanders I know of with an X in its casting cost, along with a two. Yeah. X yeah. two, red black. Yeah, usually X is like, oh, it's a Hydra, it enters with X one one counters on it. But no, this is a uh, X two, black red demon. It's a five three flying trample. So you can play this at minimum. Decent stats. <laughs> uh, each other creature, when it enters the battlefield, each other creature gets minus X, minus X until in turn. You have to choose one. Life. You have yeah, to choose, choose one. Or return up to X target creature cards with tota, total mana value, X or less, from your graveyard to the battlefield. They gain hate. Yeah. So you get That's to play a, uh, I don't even know. There's not really a card that does, I, Wake the Dead, I think it's called. Wake the Dead does that. 
for Black Black X, but they die at the end of turn. This, this mm. these they stay this with Prince not. of the Undead. Yeah, they stay. Uh, and also, he's got a pseudo board wipe on him. In the uh, each other creature gets minus X minus X. So he's also got the toxic deluge on him. Except you're paying the mana, you're not paying the life. Yeah, well, you're paying the life, but. Toxic Deluge is so good because you pay three no matter what. <laughs> yeah, you just <laughs> and pay do it. three. And yeah, and, and give everything minus 20. Yeah, uh, uh, this card's awesome, right? You you do need... it's. This is a mana sucker, though, right? I mean, you want to play this in a deck where you are you get mana. Which yeah. is hard in black-red. Yeah. Uh, I Black is like the sneaky ramp color because it's all... It's sneaky, but in mono-black, I would argue, yes. But in red-black, much harder to do. Yeah, you, yeah, it might be the kind of thing where you're like just playing essentially like a black deck splashing red for random other cards and like Orcus as a board wipe. Also, a lot a lot of the ways that these this color combo would would ramp is by you know having like an Ashnod's altar, and if you're planning to use it to like do its first ability, yes, it works. But its second ability, if you're like sacrificing all those creatures that cost more mana anyway, just to try and return them again, it doesn't really you know what I mean. Like it doesn't work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those are completely conflicting unless they all costed one mana. And you're getting two out of them because of Ashnods. Mm-hmm. That is the only way that it does helps you in any way. And even do then, I, I don't, I don't do think I hear a Shadowborn Apostle deck? Huh? Ooh, <laughs> I like. And he's a demon. He's but a demon. He's, he's not already in, in the command zone. But... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's already in the command zone. Uh, uh, yeah, potential with the Shadowborns. I'm I guess. Kidding, yeah. Uh, yeah, probably not. Probably not getting you there. But he's he's got some play though. You know what I mean? Like he does some interesting, cool stuff. Oh yeah. I don't even know what to do with him looking at him. That's how much he has going for him. He's cool. He's just awesome. It's, like, it's hard for us to just look at him and go, this is what you're doing with that. No, no, no. Yeah. I have no idea. You could do stuff. Like, I just assume you need a lot of mana. That's what I assume. Yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be the main part, main problem getting, <laughs> getting all that mana. But like it's it's kind of like everything you want a commander. Like what yeah, if a borderline is on your commander that opens up a lot that's of huge. Space. I agree. I think that's that's the much more relevant mode, honestly. When I look oh, at yeah. that, because he stays no matter what, too. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he, he's only he's only giving each other creature. Yeah, and minus X minus X is a whole lot better than even destroy destroy all creatures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's mm-hmm. indestructible. Doesn't hold a candle to that. Hexproof doesn't help, but it, it avoid phasing helps. But <laughs> phasing, <laughs> phasing. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so orcus and, good job and then there's uh, there's going to be something in your deck like a master of cruelties where you just pay five to get X, back and then just be like okay yeah yep yep so yeah that's what he's got it's awesome that he has dual modes we talk about how in dual modes in commander are ridiculously good yeah so the fact that he's got it stapled on himself awesome and he's a five three for four like at its baseline with flying and trample. With flying trample. Yeah. That's <laughs> not, not bad. Yep. Yep. Orcus is sweet. Last one is also probably the second most, I think, popular, maybe? I don't know. I would imagine. From the main set. This is Xanathar, the guild yeah. kingpin. Uh, four black and a blue for a beholder. Five, six. Very beefy, but cost six mana. At the beginning of your upkeep, choose target opponent. So in Commander, it's a little awkward because you're only choosing one of your three opponents. Until in a turn, that player can't cast spells. You may look at the top card of their library anytime 
You may play the top card of your library of their library, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast this way. So you get a mini <laughs> send triplets. This is the card that everyone's gonna be like, ah, Xanthar, I know. It, it's like, oh, it's like kind of a grief style like not grief the card, but like grief style thing. And then once you play it, they're like, all right, I need to I actually read that card now. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just yeah. like, okay, I kind of know what happens, but like, but what does it actually do? It's like, pretty I- simple. It's pretty It's just like, I target you. Okay, you can do nothing now, and I get to play the top card of your deck. If yeah, it's, it's like, I can't cast spells. I can activate abilities. Do you get my thing? What, like, what do you get? Do you yeah. get my hand? Do you get, because it's so close to send triplets. But Honestly, the, the, I get why they had... I don't actually know. I don't get why they had to do that. I think they could have let the player still be able to cast spells, and then you're... Because they can't ca- they can't cast the top card of their library, <laughs> like yeah. so. Why do they care that you can cast the top of their library? Because th- that clause honestly is the most annoying clause on this whole thing. You yeah. you're literally stopping someone from playing the game of Magic every time you take your turn with this guy out. That's yeah. extremely annoying. I know it's not incredibly super broken, but it's extremely yeah. annoying. And when you're down to the last two people and this guy's out, your opponent can't play Magic. <laughs> <laughs> uh during yeah, your turn <laughs> during, during your turn this, this is kind of interesting and because there's allows like a little bit of counterplay a little bit like with send triplets it's from your hand so whatever is in your hand yeah. is on which is better than the top card of their library yes because the top card could just be a land and at that just nothing yeah because it says you can play say the play. top card so that but means you can play the lands. They're gated on mana. They're gated by land drop. So if there's two lands on top of the library, like I yeah. can just brainstorm, put two lands on top. Congratulations, you got my you got my forest or whatever. Right. But I, that's, that could be a narrow situation. This type of thing, I hate for every reason you just said. Yeah. <laughs> it's just basically like, hey, I know we all sat down to play a fun game of four person commander magic because we you know, enjoy an aspect of it that's different than one-on-one competitive. Okay, now you can't play. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay. All right, Okay, wrong. I'll just um, sit here, and then you tell me when you're done, and then maybe I can start playing again. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be more annoying in the, as the you can't cast spells thing from the uh, playing the top card of the library, because basically it's like, I'm going to, tr- because you can tell the other two players, like, hey, I'm, I'm Eric playing Xanathar. I'm only going to kill Brett now. And then why would they mess with you? <laughs> why why would they mess with me? I'm like, I'm just going to target Brett so I can just Voltron him out. And he'll never, yeah, he'll never be able to cast spells now. Yeah, you can't respond to combat. I, uh, it's saving grace is that it has no abilities on it. It's just a 5-6 and it's 6 mana and it's in black blue, which is hard to get more mana. Like, you kill this guy a couple times and, and maybe the game works out. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. that uh, that abil- and it doesn't trigger for its first time until your next upkeep of him being. Yeah, it, it, where where I said with Orcus, like oh, you can play it like a mono black deck splashing red. I don't think you can play a mono black deck splashing blue to get enough mana for this. I think this is very much like a Demir or heavy blue deck. Yeah, yeah, you're probably very in. control, very control heavy, which is and also why I'm not excited to play against I, this guy. I am more, yeah. I, because you could play your whole deck with all counter spells and count on threats from every other person's deck. Exactly. <laughs> that, that is exactly what I was going to bring up. Because it's like, other, like, whenever anybody plays, like, what's the Simic God? Karametra deck. I'm, like, not really worried about that card in particular. 
I'm worried about the I'm just going to draw a go <laughs> because I know all I need is counter spells and I can just play creatures from the top of anyone's deck. So right. all I need is mass bounce spells. All I need are all these things like, oh, you have man up. I'm going to choose you so you can't stop what I'm doing. So yep. it requires two people to kind of sacrifice their turns in order to stop the one person who just has a bunch of counter spells in their deck anyway. And they're just going to infinite mana, blue and zenith everybody out. I'm just, thinking you can even play the the counter spells like what is it memory lapse or something that like puts it on top of your library yeah memory lapse and then yep. you get to cast it because it's on top of their library now it's like good lord man <laughs> like yeah, it, it's just very like and they can just they can just sit behind their uh their yeah like I'm not as concerned about this card as what this card represents <laughs> the play style this card represents and I'm like yep. uh, this is just not very actionable yep so we hate Xanathar but he's gonna be and around. Then, He's going to be very popular, guaranteed. Yeah, and I don't even think he's very good. <laughs> like, I think no, that, that's, what I, good. that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. I, that's what I'm like. I'm glad he costs six mana. He's only yeah. a five, six, and like, and he's in black blue. So, like, good luck. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think he'll be very good, but he'll yeah. be around everywhere and he'll be but very the, annoying. To play the against. decks are going to be good. And they're going to be like, see, this is my Santa third deck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, this is very annoying. All right, let's get into the proper commander decks now. Yeah. This is, we're going to go into, so they designed four decks. They're in random colors. So, because like one's dual, two are dual colored and two are three colored. We have a yeah. Rakdos deck. We have a Bant deck. We have an Esper deck. And we have a Gruul deck. So, yeah, it's black, black, red. Bant is the green, white, blue. Gruul is just green, red. Esper means black, white, blue. Let's start with the Rakdos one. Uh, the, the one of the two colored ones. This is uh, the called Planner Portal. The head of the deck is Prosper, Tomebound. He is a Tiefling Warlock for two black, red, one four with Death Touch, which is awesome that he's got a big butt, one power, and Death Touch. Got that, a big that means, booty. Yeah, he's that's a that's a good commander to have because you a lot of the commanders that you want to protect don't, aren't going to be attacking, and he's a great blocker. This is like an yeah. excellent blocker. Yeah, anyone wants to attack you is like, mm, uh, um, I'll just lose something. Yeah, <laughs> I'll lose, lose something up. to this. Yeah. It's just great to have a death toucher around. Yeah, uh, he has two abilities because of the D and D flavor things: the the Mystic Arcanum and the Pact Boon. Um, but it's just his effects. Uh, so at the beginning of your end step, you exile a top card of your library until the end of your next turn. You play that card. That essentially says draw a card every turn. That's really strong <laughs> yeah and it's uh, since it's at the beginning of your end step the turn you play it you get that who knows if that's yep. actually useful but like oh it definitely it, is I, honestly he says draw a card every turn that's yeah insanely powerful if no one notice play it so if it's a land you can just play it you can just play it right then and there mm -hmm. uh, if you haven't played a land that turn and then whenever you play a card from exile that means lands <laughs> whenever you play lands. a card from exile create a treasure you get more mana in black red. This card's sweet. Holy crap. Yeah, this I was really pissed when they printed him. I was telling Eric because <laughs> I had just created a deck that was trying to do this. Then they printed this guy, and I'm like, this does everything I'm trying to do, except way better in every way. There's nothing that my deck does that even touches his ability alone. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those things you're just like. I guess I'm adding black. <laughs> I, yeah, no, that's it. Like, I'm playing this guy. And, and like, not only that, like, my deck was so easy to hate out because it relied on my commander attacking. And then everyone was like, well, I'm killing it then. And I was like, 
Okay, uh, <laughs> I can do nothing now. And, and, it, and it had that weird side effect of requiring your commander to attack where you just have to dedicate like seven to ten slots to giving your creature either haste or hex oh, roof or something. Well, it already had haste. Yeah, it already, already had, had haste, the haste. Okay. So it just comes in right, slamming, right, right. but it's so hard to protect it from anything. It's just impossible. And then everyone's, you got a target on your back. If you're attacking people, they're like mad at you, no matter what. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> So it just wasn't mm-hmm. a fun deck to play. I'm deleting it immediately, making it into this. Obviously, this is so much better. This is everything I was trying to do. Yeah, <laughs> but better. So I think he's going to be even if not from this. Oh, one thing I want to say actually before we get into all four of these decks, because at the end of talking about the commanders that come out of these, we're going to go over the notable reprints and just overall how we feel about the decks. Mm-hmm. Let me say this about all these decks going like overall. I think Wizards has figured out what to do with these products. I think you can walk into a store now, buy one of these, and start playing Commander, and you will immediately be competitive in every game. It'll be like you spent two years playing this game. I'm telling you, these decks are all insane now. I I haven't seen a weakness from these decks anymore. Like they're all yes, there's this some ten. 10 costing mana cards that just get rid of those and put put in any card from your limited draft that yeah. you played. But like, whatever. <laughs> it's one out of 100. But, yeah, but we're talking like, you can play it and see what happens. It's Commander. Anything could happen. Yeah, it's just like, we're kind of getting into the reprint thing, but like, there's just a bunch of like, just really solid cards. And I think they overdid it in one of the commander decks where they didn't really lead into the the ability but but yeah mm. they just learned like for this one they it's not this one i think that but there's just no. like so many cards i'm just like yeah i'd play that yeah i keep that in yeah there. absolutely like, oh, okay. oh my like, gosh oh wow. i think i would remove like yeah five to five cards and yeah, slot yeah. in five much better cards and and immediately just keep playing because yeah, I just want to play around with some of these cards, yeah. right? These feel like like the OG commanders, where you're just like, I can just play this. <laughs> yeah. Let's see like, what it right. does. Who cares? Honest, and oh, one other thing I have to mention about all four of these decks, they finally printed some good lands in them. Oh my good gosh. God. Yeah. It took this long for them to finally, like, they printed hideaway lands in some of these. Yeah. I they, love hideaway lands. They have, like, Bajuka Bogs now. And they have Bogs in there. Yes. They have, they have actual duels, like, yeah. good duels. They have, like, the Tango yeah. ones. Yeah. Oh my God. And they have filter ones. And they, they have the doing... bounce lands. The bounce lands are incredible in Commander. Oh, yeah. It, they stopped doing the stupid thing where they just print like four Rakdos Gilgates. Like, yes, Gilgate it seems like they replaced them all with the, the new thriving lands from uh, Jumpstart. Yeah. Which is, is nice because it allows you to select the color you're missing. Yeah. And they it's like a It's like a flexible Gilgate. Exactly. And they didn't put them in the duels, which is good because that was something that's like mm. the thriving lands are only good for in three, colors. three <laughs> colored decks. Yeah. Really need the fixing. Yeah. They did not put them in the black red deck, for instance. Yeah. And, and that goes to what you were saying with like, okay, they, un- they kind of understand now about like these are okay. It's not just, oh, we put in the thriving green land in this one. So we should put the f- thriving black land in this one. It's like, no, they don't need it. It's two colors. <laughs> Untap lands, please. Yep. All right. So 
With that out of the way, we'll continue on. We talked about Prosper. Here's its alternate. Oh, commander. I just want to say one more thing about Prosper. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I think this card is like just good enough because, of like, what you said, like this is basically just draw another card. Like, if you yeah, buy every turn and you want to play a different Rakdos deck, like, you oh, can just put this in the. Deck. I think this might be the best base Rakdos commander there is. Absolutely, I, I, I think he definitely is actually. Just like base level, you want to play Rakdos? Throw, put him in. You could play him in any deck. You don't have to do anything with his ability. You don't have to design your commander around him at all, or your deck around him at all. He'll just be always good. Because he draws a card every turn and ramps you whenever you draw that card. Play yeah. that card. He's just good. He's just good. He's just a solid He's across the He's just good. No, I don't think, yeah, I think what's exciting about him is no two Prosper decks probably look exactly the same. Yeah, you can just can... do anything. Yeah, that's kind of some of my uh, complaints about the certain commanders, again, we'll get into one, that are based around a specific ability where it's like, there's only one of them. So it's like, okay, mm. once you play this deck, once you say, this is my commander, I'm like, okay, I know what 85% of your deck is. Yeah. And yeah. with Prosper, it's like, oh, is he going to like lead into the yeah, treasure? Play anything. Is he gonna, yeah. Is he going to do treasure just, stuff? Is he going to exile stuff? Is he just going to... Do, play it because it draws a card and ramps him every turn. Exactly. <laughs> he could just do anything. Maybe he wants to do like the death, like something with death touch. I don't death know. touch, yeah. Yeah, so he's awesome. Uh, here's his alternate in the same deck is Karazakar, the Eye Tyrant. Another Beholder. I love Beholder as a type, by the way. This is they're brand new to this set. Yeah. Beholders are awesome. They're all huge. I think like the smallest beholder is like a three three. Yeah, they're all enormous. Three black and a red for a five five beholder. So five for a five five. Whenever you attack a player, tap target creature that player controls and goad it. Goad is one of the most fun mechanics in Commander. Mm -hmm. uh, it means until your next turn, that creature has to attack if they can, and they have to attack a player other than you if they can. It's. <laughs> An incredible commander mechanic. I'm in love with it. Oh my god, it's so much So the, the fact that this guy does it on all his attack. Now, we've mentioned attack triggers generally aren't the strongest on commanders. Same thing goes here. It's not the strongest way to go in something. The, the benefit of this one is it doesn't say it has to attack. So you could have a 1-1. One, one ah, you're right. It says whenever you attack a player. So this definitely, yeah, solves that. Yeah. Right? It's just, It just says attack. You don't have to attack with him, which I wouldn't recommend you do that. I mean, <laughs> five five is good. It's a five so, five, so it's good. But yeah, could help out. But put the uh, there's a un, there's a million unblockable one ones. It also <laughs> means that you can attack all three of your opponents, one creature at each, and it will trigger for all three, and you can go three things from all your opponents because mm -hmm. it's whenever you attack a player. So right. it's not going to trigger multiple times against the same player, but it can trigger for every player you attack. So already, I'm in love with them. Whenever an opponent attacks another one of your opponents, you and the attacking player each draw a card and lose a life. Holy crap. Yeah, th this is kind of... It's this is the perfect commander card to me, because this just <laughs> tells me, like, we're going to end the freaking game, guys. Now, we're just going to start going nuts. With a three-player game, it's like, you attack him, you attack him. <laughs> and uh, then we're all going to draw cards, and then we're all going to lose life. <laughs> yeah, I think this card would be, I mean, obviously it would be bad if you just take away half the card. But I think it would be pretty <laughs> bad if it didn't have that goad thing attached to it. Because, like, Absolutely. you have in your head, like, ooh, they're going to attack like each other like normal. And then I'm just going to get all this benefit. But something when you, you something you find out when you play like curses, 
where it's like, oh, I curse you, then whenever you attack or whenever an opponent attacks this player that I curse, we should get a gold. Is a lot of players are like, I don't want to just attack him. <laughs> Attacking is also tough in Commander. Yeah, in general, it's tough. You don't. They don't want. Yeah, they might want the draw. That that's the. It, it is really tempting. You're sometimes you're willing to attack with your creature and maybe lose it if it means you get to draw. Yeah, right. That, sometimes it, it's a lot better than just having your card. That yeah that 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 is like a good enough incentive. It is. Um, but yeah, it, this is uh, it's pretty sweet. And yeah, this could so definitely, definitely be comparable to like uh, the new Brina, right? Demagogue from the last one, where like they also get to draw a card when they attack. I think it's whenever they attack a player without the highest life total or the lowest life total. Yeah, they're, like yeah, they're if they're yeah the lower life total. Right? Yeah, yeah, but it's like only of of your opponents. It's like it doesn't include your life total. It's like of the other opponents, if they're attacking yeah. and they have a higher life total. It'll <laughs> it'll <Yeah>. trigger, <laughs> so, and so you so. will draw a card from that as well. Mm -hmm. That's a draw. Not you don't even lose life, but the Brina player will get two counters on their on their guy. Yeah, uh, oh, and cool. and won't draw actually. I, I don't think they they only get the counters. The Brina player, the, yeah, the, the triggers... Brina player does not get Brina, Brina gets two plus one plus one counters, right? And yes. The person who attacks draws, and the person who attack draws. But if the Brina player is the one attacking, they get both the draw and the and the counter. Yeah. So so there's an argument to be said that this is even better, right? Because this is always giving you the draw, right? Yeah, and it doesn't care about opponent life totals. It's it just always about, it will yeah, it'll more often trigger, but that might be like like then I don't want like um, unless you can goad my creatures, I might just be like I don't want you to draw a card <laughs> because you're weak. But it's very easy to goad creatures. It's very easy to goad creatures. And, and not only cool. that, the creatures that are goaded are tapped down so they won't be able to block that combat and kill themselves. Yeah. And this is like a cool like if you want to build a goad deck now you have a commander that does that it's awesome yeah the, well there's already been ones that do that there was Marisi Breaker of the Coil that doesn't let you cast during combat and then she'll goad all of someone's creatures if they hit any of your creatures hit them it's yeah. really powerful in Naya then there was also Grenzo Red Red who did that whenever you hit with someone you can goad a creature so there's been goad commanders. Uh, and then there's Not a Car Cardir Doom Scourge in Rakdos that when he enters, goad all creatures. Right. So, so there are goad, goad ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah there are the other first. ones. That, yeah, this one I think is like like kind of what you're saying is like this, this is the most interesting one. This is one of the better ones. I the draw just makes it worth it. Like <laughs> uh, it might it, it, but it does have the downside of like oh, yeah, your your opponents are drawing cards here, and that that might get them to win the game. Faster than you want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it's not a uh, yeah, it's not a maze. So the card, the the player who's ahead might be like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll attack this other person. Yeah. I'll draw a card. Yeah, which is like, ah, dang. Okay, well, I just helped you win really fast. Yeah, although I kind of like that. I don't know. It makes the cards a little more interesting if there's an obvious downside. It's not just like, oh yeah, yeah. obviously this is just the best card. And in that scenario, it did protect you, right? They attacked another player because yeah. of your commander. So that it, it's just nice that it has that kind of built-in, like, don't attack me. You're losing out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's always nice to have that. The other one is a mono-colored commander. This is a, a mono-black Lorcan Warlock Collector. A seven-mana 6-6 six, six flyer. So five black-black for a legendary creature devil. Whenever a creature card is put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, you may pay life equal to its mana value. If you do, 
put it onto the battlefield under your control. It's a warlock in addition to its other types. And if a warlock you control would die, you exile it instead. So it won't then feed himself where it dies. And they had to put that clause in, which is good. Um, I don't think he's a commander. I think he's a 99 card, though. Yeah, this sounds like a perfect uh, in the... Uh, oh, shoot, what was it? It's the Demir. Asmodeus the, one? In the No, the Demir Lazav. The OG Lazav, where it's like, oh, whenever... Somebody's ah, someone's yeah, creatures going to the town's grave. Yeah, OG um, Lazav. This is pretty cool. Like once it's out, I mean, it's like it's let's say it's a very powerful effect. I mean, yeah, obviously, like that's it's, crazy. It makes like cards like Thoughtseize effects where you choose a creature in their hand to discard. Yeah, and, like, discard it, and steal then... it now. Um, you're gonna end up losing a lot of life, so you better better have a way to get it back. You're gonna pay a lot of life, but as we know in Commander, life is a resource, and if you're playing Tiamat for free by just paying life, it's pretty good. I mean, not maybe not Tiamat because you're not gonna have dragons sitting around in your deck more than likely if you're playing this guy. But you know what I'm saying? You're gonna play a big yeah. mythic for seven life instead of seven mana, and that's gonna but be a big deal. If it's in their hand and they're not casting it, and then <laughs> if yeah. you can make them discard it. It also means that like anything you kill while this is out is yep. free for you to just play. You can just steal it. Um, it doesn't obey the timing rules as far as I'm aware. It, it doesn't say it on the card. Uh, yeah, it just says put I it onto the battlefield under your control. It states, yeah, states anywhere. Yeah, so I imagine it avoids all that, which means just anytime anything dies, you get mm -hmm. it immediately. So, which means it has some play that with instant removal spells, things become really scary because if oh, he yeah. can, if you attack them with like two nine nines. And it instant speed kills one, puts it into play under his own control, and blocks your other thing. You just lost everything. And then he can, that other thing died, and you can just yeah. cast that. It gets pretty scary. It gets dicey real quick with this yeah. guy out. So this, he's just the perfect commander card, but but not a commander. I think he's the perfect 99 card, where it's right. just super powerful when you get him out. Oh, yeah. Any mana you have ups turns into, like... No one, for the exact reason that you said, no one wants to get in combat. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's like, oh, all my creatures are 2020s with trample. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just crazy. Uh, and then, so last thing we'll say is notable reprints for the deck. Pretty good overall for this deck. Um, not as expensive, I'd say, as the other decks, honestly. I think the price-wise loses a bit, but it's got some really important cards going on. Things like Felwar Stone and Talisman of Indulgence showed up finally yeah. as a reprint. They needed these cards as reprints. They need Felwar Stone was up to like a five, six dollar card, which is just we're down to like you need to play every two mana rock in the game in every commander deck you own. So yeah. we needed these cards to be around. Talisman of Indulgence is I love the Talisman cycle. I've mentioned this. I'm a Talisman guy. I hate the segments. I just I get so <laughs> frustrated, man. <laughs> yeah, I get so frustrated when the the mana symbols don't work out with the signets, and you don't have a mana source to pay into the signets. I just want my dang signets to pay for the <laughs> mana. Talismans do all of that by themselves, so there you go. I, I'm a talisman guy, but they're all like all the main ones are either two mana or they do something else. Like sure, Araska Relic, no one. I like Araska Relic. I actually like that card a lot. It draws you a card when it when yeah. it goes away. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, you're guaranteed to have a send. So, that, yeah, draws you a card, and the other one also draws you a card with Commander's Fear that costs three. Other than that, every yep. one of these mana rocks costs two. Oh, and then Unstable Obelisk, destroy something. Seven mana is kind of a lot. Yep. Um, but if yeah, you have but... seven mana, then you don't need the mana rock. 
They're awesome. I, I would even I love playing around with stuff like uh, they they. It's a new card. We're not going to talk about too many new cards today, but we're since we're talking about the rocks, they have like the ebony fly in here. Yeah. I love playing stuff like that because I play um what's the the guardian one that I play. I, I love yeah, playing yeah. two mana rocks that that they enter the battlefield tapped. A lot of them do, uh, but in commander that's it's perfectly fine. It's it's yeah. perfectly. Everyone's, you you do want to play times. ramp on turn two though in every game like right. that's your goal to have a good game <laughs> generally <laughs> speaking. Um, so they also have like Marionette Master, one of my favorite new finishers uh, in the game right now in in yeah. black. He's just just amazing. It is fitting into so many more strategies now that everything has become a treasure deck. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I I didn't put it in my treasure food and clue deck mostly because yeah. i was like all right this is just i have it's, it ends the game too fast in that yeah <laughs> because sacrificing is part of a cost no one can respond to it. i'm just like all right deal four damage to target opponent every time i sack yep. <laughs> i'm just like it, right. it's just one of the best finishers now um I, if they didn't reprint it here i wouldn't have been surprised is if in a year it was a 20 dollar card and it still could get there now. <laughs> okay, yeah. If they don't reprint it, I could easily see it. Like, this yeah, is just a finisher in every artifact. It's, it is. It's because just a it beast. E- like, even if it doesn't finish, like, if you need artifact tokens, it can create artifact tokens. Yep. Like, yep. Every artifact, it's, like, artifact it's, deck. It's such a good there. card. Uh, Atali Primal Storm, one of everyone's favorite uh, elder dinosaurs when they started mm. that trend. Exiles the top card of everyone's library and plays them for free. Really busted, so you have to just remove it immediately or you're all dead. <laughs> Chaos Warp, a, a staple, just a red staple. Every red deck mostly plays uh, Chaos Warp. Uh, Pontiff of Blight, getting up there in price and, and is uh, extort ended up being one of the most busted things um, out of uh, the first like Ravnica that they made and in Commander because it, it states each that for yeah. each opponent and then you're just gaining all the life that they lost. And this gives all your creatures extort. So if you have all the mana in the world, you can extort for every creature you have, which yeah. just it gets another finisher, honestly. Yeah, it does everything <laughs> you want. Like each just each perfect, instance yeah. is a different instance of life gain and all this other stuff. It just like everything you want uh, about it. You're just like, oh, I wish it did this. Like, well, yeah, Pontiff does it. Um, and also uh, some people have uh, don't know this, but even though extort it specifies uh, white and black and it's reminder text reminder text is not technically a part of the card so it's a color mm-hmm. identity is mono black so you can play in your like black green decks or whatever right uh well if so we didn't really talk in depth about this deck but what would you give the Rakdos deck as a grade if you just had to tell everyone like oh this deck's like this this good i think it, this is i think probably by far uh, maybe not by far but it's the most like synergistic deck like if you want to buy this deck, what you're going to do is you're going to be doing fun stuff with this. You're going to be <laughs> exiling cards from, like, with Atali and Prosper, Tomebound. You are playing three or four cards from Exile, and you're getting all those treasure tokens. <laughs> so, like, everything <laughs> just works. It's it's pretty sweet. Uh, I'd love to play this this deck. I I don't know how powerful it is. Like yeah. some of the cards are really powerful. Like we said, Marinette Master. Like if you get a Tali, Marinette Master, and Prosper, you can just be like, okay, I'm just I can just kill you out of nowhere. <laughs> Definitely lower on the power level scale. I, this is a more fun deck for yeah. sure. This is a deck that I play kind of crap. 
Right. It, it's it, got busted combos, but besides that, it's just it's dirtling and doing crazy. Yeah, th- th- this is synergy stuff. Sometimes a deck will be like, oh, I want these cards in it, so I'm just going to deconstruct it. Sometimes a deck is, I want to play this deck that they've built, but I'm just going to upgrade. Like, I'm not going to, I'm going to take out Hex, destroy six card <laughs> creatures, and put in a better card, <laughs> like an actual black removal <laughs> spell, like uh, Sphere of Annihilation or something. There you go. Something like that. But I, are we grading on power level or are we grading on how much you like it? Give two grades if you want to give two grades, if you think I, it's that. I think this is pretty low power level, but they have some, they, it's very, like, the power, the cards that are bad are really bad, but the cards that are powerful are really powerful. So I think it's like, like a C to C minus on power level as built, but like, I love the deck. It's definitely like, <laughs> <laughs> it's super sweet. So I, I give it like a B, B plus. In, I mean, I've honestly, life. I've played with a lot of decks like this because I've mentioned this is my style deck. I, I'm just going to give it a straight B plus overall for even power level. I I think you have to take into consideration. I think Prosper is probably the, one, the strongest of all of these commanders that we're going to look at because his abilities just draw a card every turn, ramp every turn. I that That is just grossly good. Yeah, really uh, and good. yes, there are the most bad cards, like you mentioned in this deck. There's more cards you have to take out of this deck, I think, than than some of the other ones. I, I think on, at this deck list, we're talking like ten, and, which is amazing for a precon that we're only talking like there's ten cards you have to mm-hmm. get rid of. Like you just have to. That's not bad. That's not bad. But yeah, yeah you really do. I, honestly, your best bet is to buy this, take out the ten worst cards. Put in ten cards that you just drafted, and they're probably better. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> yeah, like there, there are some high synergy cards to keep in here, but yeah, just like I don't know. Yeah, there, there's there's or put in the ten staples that you have lying around. I don't right, know, but exactly. like this deck's great. This deck's great as it sits. Keep, yeah. keep in all the ramp. Keep in all the stuff that says yeah, exile. Like, that's the honestly what I love about these things is like how often did you buy a precon just like. Well, oh, it's like got all the seven, ramp. I love three it. Three to four mana mana rocks. So now I have to go on Card Kingdom or or TCG or Dacom and buy like another Arcane Signet, buy a Mind Stone, buy a Felt. Where it's like I'm spending like twenty dollars on the on the freaking two mana ramp spells, and it's like don't worry about it. We got you. This this I uh, yeah I love it's sweet of uh, of mana rocks that it printed just just bam there you go you play go play Commander there you that's how it should be yeah. Here you go. And, go play and honestly, like you talked about being competitive, it's oftentimes what makes a precon not competitive isn't the top end power level. It's the range. It's the bottom. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the, right. It's the how can you play the game? How everybody's going to be on five mana and you're going to be sitting there at three and they're just going to be playing more powerful stuff. And you're going to be looking at a, a fistful of cards that cost six, seven mana. You're like, if I played these cards, I'd be in this game, but I can't because yeah, I have... Th- that's honestly rate. why I rate this deck so highly is, is based off of Prosper alone. I think just you just base level playing Prosper... You're doing it. You're get. You're going to be playing commander. You're going to be playing a decent commander game, mm-hmm. even if you're not playing mythic spell after mythic spell. You're going to be playing. Yeah. All right. We'll move on to the Bant deck, the Aura of Courage. This its cool. main face commander is Galia, Kindler of Hope. One green, white, blue for a four-four legendary creature, Elf Knight with Vigilance. And you can look at the top card of your library at any time. I love when cards say this, because I always want to do that. Yeah. Just, well, let's do it. You're just like, hmm. 
I want to know what I'm drawing next. I want to plan ahead of time, right? Like, you feel bad when your turns take forever, but I didn't get to see my card until just now, guys, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Trying to figure out my place. If I could me... see my card, I could plan ahead. Just give me a second, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, I just, I love that clause. Yeah. Because it's... You you don't have to reveal the top card elaborate. You have to activate the ability. Love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't doesn't like okay, but this next part does let you cast it. You can cast it if it's an aura or equipment spell from Mm -hmm. the top of your library. And when you cast an equipment spell this way, it doesn't say aura, but that's because auras automatically do this part. When this equipment enters the battlefield, attach it to a target creature you control. Auras already do that. When you cast an aura from the top, it has to target a creature you control or. Any creature. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> which, which actually is important because there is aura spells that, that yeah, say, yeah. like, this creature can't attack or block that you can right. now cast from the top of your library. I also like that it didn't give those cards, like, flash or anything. So I assume this has to obey the timing, timing restrictions. Yep. It's just giving you, yeah. Again, it doesn't state it. It's weird how in Magic, how we just had two examples of, like, one where we assume it would ignore it and one where it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Based off a clause that said, like, when it does this, because, yeah, this is yeah. just always in play. One, one uh, for everybody out there, one kind of rule of thumb that made it easier for me was if it's it's just, like, changing the conditions that, that you can cast. Like, normally, you can only right, cast spells right. if they're in your hand. But now, it's yes. like if it's on the top of your library, you can also, you have the ability to cast it. You still, mm. like, can't, quote unquote, cast it. Unless the timing restriction is there, right? So some. Meanwhile, that that black card that did it, it was saying like, oh, the, put it on the battlefield. It's because yeah, it's, yeah, we're not casting it. It's just like boom, it just right. you're just paying the life and wham, it goes. Yeah, you're not casting. Overall, I not super strong to me. I I mean, I think it's a the, good effect, but not really strong. One reason why I really like this is you can go either in auras or equipment. Yeah, and I like that. That's pretty cool. Which they've done before in Bant, we gotta be honest, though, right? Like, that's a thing. They've done yeah, that. Yeah, that, that, that is definitely a thing. And I, I like, it gives another, like, really good Bant equipment style. Like, usually, yeah. equipment is more of the... Boros. Um, Boros colors. But, and it's especially more prevalent now, since they've started adding colored mana to equipment. Like, usually equipment was always colorless, so you could just play in whatever deck you want. Right. But now Yeah, it's like, I love when they're... I love the color. Oh, that, that was, like, one of the best moves. Colored ever. artifacts are awesome. Yeah. There's no reason why artifacts shouldn't have colors. <laughs> yeah, I love it. But now it's kind of like, ooh, well, I, I don't know how many green artifacts and equipment are out there. They probably all There's are some. Very they're printed some. for sure. But it's like, ooh, now I get to look at the the green color pipped uh, <laughs> like auras and artifacts. I, I will say it does it it does make the deck a, a real hard balance between having creatures and having the actual auras and enchantments or equipment that you want. Mm-hmm. And I've I've played around with decks like this in the past, and it is a struggle when you only pick up that one side of your deck. It's like I have a million equipment and nothing to put it on because they keep killing my one command. It, these these inevitably always end up as like Voltron style, right? If you're trying to take advantage of the right. fact that I can cast stuff from the top. And if you're doing Voltron style, you become very susceptible to, oh, I kill Gallia. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it, yeah Voltron, now I'm stuck with a bunch of equipment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because like Voltron... Feels really bad. It, it, it does for that player because like everyone is 
afraid of the Voltron commander, but at the same time, yeah. like hey, this thing can swing at you for fourteen damage and nowhere. kill you. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, like there's all there's like kind of a a common belief, which is kind of true that like Voltron commanders don't really win a whole lot of games of four person commander but they do kill a lot of people but they're always scary yeah and you can't win the game if it's like well if i attack with my creature that needs to attack i can't block this thing and what happens when they put a uh what is that thing that gives it like plus eight plus eight you Colossus Hammer, plus Colossus 10, plus 10. <laughs> he's just like for one mana play Colossus literal Hammer. taking over modern right now Oh my god, and that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you just like play some random or argumentum armor, which is in this deck, it's just like, okay, six mana. Now it's this thing's a 10 10. Maybe it has double strike for some reason. You just lose the game <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah. Just like, ah, oh, now I like, I have to kill that. Thing. One underrated aspect that we, we've mentioned before in the past is we like vigilance on our commanders a lot. It is, oh. a, it is a really nice benefit. So this guy does, is a 4 4 vigilance, which is a common structure i guess for commanders at this point there's a lot of four four vigilances yeah. sitting around <laughs> at four mana at um four mana. it's it's nice to have it is it is really comfortable to like be able to swing at the guy that has nothing just ding him for four while you're doing your thing and you get to still block yeah it, yep and you it still is block. the most it's underrated nice. keyword <laughs> yeah yeah it is in commander for sure it's it's the only thing that allows you to comfortably attack mm-hmm. and, and just like okay yeah swing at that guy Ding some damage because you're just looking for chip damage. You're not looking to take him out. You're just like, oh, free attack. Bam. Uh, yeah. Overall, my opinion of him, though, is that I think it makes deck building probably too hard and he's not that strong. So uh, I yeah. find seeing it, him across the table. It's definitely way stronger in the equipment deck because aura is usually the fact that you don't have to pay the equip cost is kind of priced into it. Right. Cost. Yeah. Yeah. You it's pay. only helping you on the equip cost because auras already do that. Auras uh, already do yeah. That. So you probably want him as an equipment commander. Yeah. I agree. So, but it's nice to have the flexibility to cast auras from the top. And there's lots of auras that are like creature gains indestructible creature as hexproof. You like, you can redirect. I, I would almost, I would almost use that clause as like, the answer suite, right? Like the like the pacifisms right. of the world. Like, oh, I I have a chance to cast these auras from the top of my library to start controlling the game. Imprison in the moon is a classic blue. Yeah, imprison in the moon's a great. I think that's in the deck, isn't it? It is in the deck. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So it's already there for you. All right. The the alternative to him is just a conundrum to me. Storvold, Frost Giant, Yarl, four green, white blue so seven mana for a seven seven giant with ward three and other creatures you control have ward three so this is again the minor hex proof you can only target it if you pay that additional three and ward three is like a good cutoff like ward that is that's like i'm comfortable removing him if i have to i'll pay yeah i'll pay the extra three and it's but it also turns like a three mana removal spell into a six mana and that that might eat up another, like, I could have cast my five drop, but now I can't. I have to choose between killing this and casting my five drop. In, like, Ward 1 and Ward 2, it's, like, there's too many times when you have just one extra mana lying around from your turn to be like, okay, yeah, I'll just use it up, kill this thing. Right. And then this other ability is that when he enters the battlefield or attacks, choose one or both. Target creature has base power and toughness 7-7. Target creature has base power and toughness 1-1. One, one. 
So he turns something big and something small. <laughs> this this weirdly reminds me of that card you played where like cow or cowards can't block warriors. Oh, target intimidator! Yeah. That was my favorite card in that whole deck. Dude, that's basically what this does. It's just like my creature is bigger than your creature now. So <laughs> uh, yeah, my favorite thing about that card is it literally states on the card: "Cowards can't block warriors." <laughs> basically, destroys my tribal tribal deck. Three horns don't talk to long necks. <laughs> Wow, I'm bringing the land before time. <laughs> Darn right I am. This is magic, right? Cowards can't block warriors. Yeah, that is my favorite card for that reason and that reason. That, that is the most amazing statement on a card. It's like, yeah, I guess they can. Yeah, you're, you're right. There aren't any cowards, though? I don't know. What? Uh, but yeah, but this, this card's interesting. Like, none of these abilities scream, like, good <laughs> i think this card is absolute trash i don't think anyone's ever going to use this as a commander and if they do awesome i think he'll yeah. do funny stuff but I, seven mana dude. this is exactly the kind of commander i look at and be like hmm, i wonder what like nonsense i could pull by <laughs> turning something into a seven yeah turning something into a one one right but that's all you get and then you have to like attack to do it you get the ward with it which is cool but yeah, I don't think he's good, unfortunately. No. I think we can move on. I don't think anyone's going to use him. I, I, I think he'll get cut from this deck, is what I think. It is It is going to be the uh, Sun Titan effect, where you're going to have this in a bunch of decks that are like, ooh, I really want to protect all my creatures. And, oh, I'm attacking a lot, so maybe this card's But good. it doesn't do it perfectly. And then It's like, it still it, doesn't do that. You cut it because <laughs> you're like, that do. I need another draw spell, so I'm going to cut this card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other one is not full bant. It is uh, a Selesnia, so it's a green and a white. For a 2-2 legendary human archer, Catty Bree of Mithril Hall. Love the name. When Catty Bree of Mithril Hall attacks, put a 1-1 counter on it for each equipment attached to it. So definitely playing out of the, the equipment theme in Selesnia. You don't see that very don't often. See that. Also has first strike and reach. Two, uh, two very interesting abilities. Almost yeah. begs to have vigilance. If it had vigilance, I think this card would be, be awesome. Yeah, it'd be awesome. And then one mana to remove all the one. You don't get to choose how many. You remove all the 1-1 one, one counters from Caddybury. It'll deal X damage to target attacking or blocking creature and opponent controls. Where X is the number of counters removed this way. So a little so, unfortunate that you don't get playful ability to like remove certain amounts. Yeah. To really the, play around that. Yeah. And, it, it's just and like, you need a lot of equipment for her to get a lot of counters. Yeah. It's just not. It's rough. Seems rough. It's like. Good. The, the the thing you do with this is since it has first strike, you can let first strike damage happen with your and, remove the and then remove the counters it. to deal damage to the block. But that's only stuff. when it's like attacking. I don't know. Yeah, this is this this is tough. This is rough. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough for if this is your commander. The nice thing about this is is if you're playing a plus one plus one counter deck, like if you have this card, it's not that's the, first the thing. thing in the world. I feel like she works better in a one one counter deck than in an equipment deck. <laughs> Yeah, these yeah these uh, that that one one counter for the equipment is such a weak ability, especially because it's only on attack. Yeah, it's only on attack, and like the thing you want to do with it is kind of what we said. We're like, oh, they try to double block it. I'm going to let first strike damage kill this one, and then I'm going to kill this with a plus one plus one counter. But like, if you have four equipment on it, this thing's massive. 
<laughs> and they're only yes. carrying right because the because of the equipment, not because of, of its ability. Exactly. <laughs> and they're just gonna block it with a one-one. I mean, the equipment might get trampled or a blockable or yeah. something, but like, but any creature's good with a bunch of equipment. Exactly. <laughs> this card's uh, just bad. Though. It's like, yeah, you could put it in a one-one. It's a two mana, two-two first strike reach, which is yeah, pretty good. But it's got also weird because two mana creatures have this strange thing going on with them where like you want to ramp on turn two. So right. you almost don't, this is almost like not what you like. You're going to ha- play turn two and you're gonna be like, oh, should I rampant growth or should I play caddy Bree? And you're like, rampant growth is just usually the best thing you can do. Right. Yep. So I, overall, I got to say these are horrible compared to the last decks. And I think the next two decks, legendary creatures, I mean, these are just the worst. Yeah, I, I think all I three think, of these are horrible. I think Galia is pretty strong because equipment is pretty strong and not paying half the cost is, is pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. if you get to cast them from the top of your library, but that's the key then. That's not the easiest thing to do. That's slightly magical Christmas land because yeah. it needs to be on top of your library. It to has library. to be equipment, has to have a good target, has to have the mana. There, there's just a lot to go right for that to even get into effect. It's, yeah. it's a lot to ask. Yeah, it, you're going to have to... A lot of your deck is going to be like Brainstorm. It's going to be Enlightened Tutor, which tutors yeah, the top be. of your deck. Which is like... Is in this deck, right? Brainstorm's mm-hmm. there, so you get to... Yeah, with one card, stack the top of your deck. Like, great, great. <laughs> like, there are some tutors that do that. Yeah, you, honestly, with a deck like this, you're going to have to add more Scry to the deck, I'd say, for sure. Scrying right? is big. You're going to have to... I, I think you're going to run into some Galia decks and you're going to be like, wow, that, that deck just crushed me. But it's Oh, sure. Mostly... Sure, I'm sure it will sometimes. Again, because equipment is so strong. It, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's exactly equipment. that. It's like if you run into Rafik the many deck, it's going to crush you sometimes. Yeah, right? Like I, I wouldn't have blamed it on like, oh, because Galia is strong. No, I would say, oh, yeah, equipment is busted. Because it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not Galia. Anyway, or, uh, this deck, though, I will say, notable, notable reprints. I think this deck hit it out of a park with notable yeah. reprints. This deck's got Pure Steel Paladin. Nature's Lore is a huge staple. Heroic Intervention's a big staple. Heroic sort of the Animist, one of, like, apparently the most played equipment you've mentioned yeah, in the past episode. Four, it's like number, number four three, or five. Oh, yeah, I would, I would imagine Lightning Greaves. Yeah. Um, Utopia Sprawl was like a $17 card because of uh, modern and modern. I mentioned the lands. A Greater Good Commander staple mm-hmm. for sure. That card's amazing. It lets you draw a lot of cards. So, yeah. I mean, and and you could just name, like, every equipment out of this deck. It's, oh, like, also just good. Yeah. This, this is, like, this deck, to give it a grade, like, it's it's probably, like, if you play all four of these against each other, this is probably the one that's going to win more, more of the time. I don't know, because I will say the creature suite's horrible, besides like the two that I mentioned. But yeah, the, it's horrible. It's literal some, horrible. Yeah, there's some strange, it's kind of, it suffers the same thing where it's like, why do you have Realm Cloak Giant in this deck? And it's, <laughs> it's just like, it, there's it, no. I, I am looking struggle. at this suite and I'm like, this is the most horrible creature suite I have Paradise ever Moon, laid my eyes on. This Golden. is a Voltron deck. You are relying yeah, on Galia. I'm just ignoring those. Like, Saram is good. That's why Saram I don't think this deck would be the best. I grade this deck worse overall. I think, uh, playability-wise, oh, I think this deck's worse. Totally. But the pieces in the deck are better. Yeah, yeah. I, I was saying, like, if I, I think 
well, one, pre-cons generally have trouble with efficient removal. So that's kind of part of it. Like, man, imagine just like Holy Avenger. You, I mean, we're kind of getting into this. Like Holy Avenger. Okay, now I'm going to put the aura Mantle of Ancients into play. Boom. Now, <laughs> now the, right. the, the things you just Vandal Blasted are now like... Yeah, you got to have a lot of things going right for all that stuff to happen. I just... When I look at a deck, I, I want to see what's the engine, how's it working, and I just don't see a good engine here. And I, I think it relies on a lot of its strongest cards, and it's just not going to get there. I, I think I think you're right that that the that planar portal is and like probably the gruel one as a more like traditional feel. I I think specifically in the case that. Uh, you're playing all these against each other, just like being spiky. Yeah, and I, I'm also something under the radar that we're not mentioning verbally to you guys, though. But we will be talking about the new cards eventually. Right. The new cards in this deck are horrible, and I don't think they add much to the deck compared to the other decks that we're ta- going to talk about and obviously mention the in depth. Uh, but this deck, I think, has the worst of all of them. I, I just don't think it, it adds much to the deck. And the synergy in this deck is horrible. It's just not there. It's not there. Yeah, so well, the, I'd give this deck the, a C, but the, the 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 value, the print value and the money monetary value is there. Buy this deck if you want it, because there's some great cards There's here. some great stuff in here. I just yeah. don't, don't recommend playing Galia. I recommend like having all these cards and not playing any of the Legends. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think this card, this deck, you can just get that's the thing. You could, but um, again, not very interesting to me. Yeah, yeah you, like you, 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 you don't like this this style. No, this is like, yeah, make one thing huge and attack. Cool. Still wins games. You have, but you have to be ready. For I know it wins games. I don't care about winning. I want to win game in a cool ass way. <laughs> cool way. But yeah, but <laughs> other people who are, are yeah, you, you want to win games? Go ahead. Go you ahead. Are, uh, well, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's a C. I don't think it's that strong. I really don't. I think Galia is going to disappoint. I really do. I honestly believe that. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a little stronger than you do. Mostly on the fact that you just like. You don't need four or five cards, like to get to get like something. Like if you flip over Argumentum Armor, you're technically. And I, I will say, I guess mine's also biased by the fact that I am comparing them directly to the other three products. Yeah, and I think that's kind of that. That's where we disagree. Is I, I think it's I think it's this totally is on the fine. stronger end. I think yeah. it's on the weaker. Okay, but that's okay. Yeah, the next one we're going to go over is the next the other two color car deck, the Draconic Rage. Yes. Gruel. They have their face commander in Vrondis, the Rage of Ancients. A three red green five four dragon barbarian who looks awesome. <laughs> we should have had Pat. Uh, uh, yeah, well, literally, this is what I imagine Pat's character in D anD D looking yeah, like, yeah. almost exactly. Our buddy Pat, who, who's probably going to be on an episode at some point, um, he's playing a gold dragonborn barbarian. And that's exactly Yeah, literally this. Dragon barbarian. And he has enrage, and he has... Yeah, I guess this is... to all barbarians? Or all barbarians have this? or Because they have the spirit thing? That's It's a part of the barbarian it's a, it's class. A, the rage is all barbarians. The spirit... The spirit uh, rage thing. Yeah, the spirit yeah. rage is a subclass. Okay, okay. Which he has. Which he so has. it's literally, this is literally this. It's literally this. this. It's literally this. <laughs> Enrage, whenever he, Brondus Rage of Ancients, is dealt damage. So that's what Enrage does, is whenever they're dealt damage, it triggers. You may create a 5-4 red and green dragon spirit creature token with, when this creature deals damage, sacrifice it. 
Holy One crap. notable thing you have to remember, everybody, and nowhere on that text does it say the dragon has flying. <laughs> no, it is a dragon spirit, I... but it's not a flying. It's just... You have to imagine it's a barbarian. You have yeah. to imagine it's a reflection of a warrior. I don't know why they just didn't make this creature type dragonborn. <laughs> um, or dragon warrior even would yeah, make dragon. more sense, maybe. Yeah. I thought they had flying until you read it out loud just then. I was like, hmm, they don't have fly. <laughs> no, thank God they don't. Holy God, that'd be overpowered if they did. Whenever I think it's overpowered as it as it stands, to be honest. I4 is pretty good. <laughs> I think what they should have done with that token, honestly, is instead of whenever it's dealt deals damage, I think it should be whenever it's dealt damage. It is. Sacrifice it. Oh, whenever this creature is dealt damage. Is dealt. Because otherwise, the enrage... So, so, in other words, like, the enrage can't, like, feed the enrage. You know what I mean? Like, you can't do that that pyrochemia effect where everything takes damage. Yeah. Because it'll just keep deleting all of them. Yeah. That's but right now, as it stands, you can just keep making which is a little boring. And also, whenever you roll one or more dice, he can deal one damage to himself. So you can trigger his enrage effect uh, just by rolling a dice, which is awesome that they made him play along with this D&D set mechanic. I love that. Right. Honestly, the more powerful ways to use him probably aren't going to rely on that. They're going to rely on the pyrohemia effects that I yeah. just mentioned. I was going to say, like, this is, this is one of those things that People will look at that and be like, oh, how much am I going to roll dice? This card's bad. But just like you said, like, okay, ignore that. And it's still good. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Ignore that. Play cards like Reckless Rage. Deals four damage to a creature you don't like. Deals two to him. Gives you a 5-4, which is busted. <laughs> Can you, uh, like, any card that... Give this thing indestructible, and then it's like an infinite. Oh my dragon god! Loop. That's that's the unfortunate part uh, is that yeah, the, these this just gets out of control is really fast. Surge it deals damage, or is it Warstorm's deal? Surge deals damage. Warstorm surge. No, the creature deals damage. Okay, so it would destroy. Yeah. So yeah, so the creature would enter, deal its damage, and go away. And go away. <laughs> yeah it's Maybe true but still there's just that. so many things that are just but like, which is just i mean that, that just says though whenever he takes damage deal five to something <laughs> like, that's oh, also yeah that's also really strong yeah these tokens i think are maybe too strong that's that's five four is huge and for every time it takes damage that's a lot yeah. that's a lot that's a lot and it's in <laughs> green so like enter all token things like parallel alive I, I think he is way stronger than gallia for instance i think this is going to add more damage to the board than any equipment is going to it is it will yeah it's probably a little bit stronger than gallia uh, just on its face yeah yeah i think he'll be interesting i think separate from the deck too i would love to see maybe people take out a bunch of cards and really try going ham with rolling yeah there's not too much support around it but honestly they didn't put too much of that in this deck from what I see, they really didn't. Yeah, and it's it could have done more. I like that the way if you want to go dice rolling, you still get all the benefit of you can still play Warstorm Surge, roll dice, and it's still super powerful. Like, you don't have to lean into the enrage part of that. I know, I find it odd that they, I mean, they didn't even put some of the marquee dice rolling cards from the <laughs> DD set, like Delina, Wild Mage, is one of the best legendaries that rolls dice whenever she attacks and you get to roll a dice for like if you roll i think 15 to 20 you get to keep rolling yeah and it copies creatures it, that seems like a perfect fit and like i just didn't show up here 
my my suspicion because I totally agree with you. And I, there are there is things like did they put uh, Lelia in the Rakdos deck? No, no. Well, I, that because that was another that was a commander card, Lelia. Lelia, but um, I, I I suspect they do that like put leave really obvious cards out so new players can be like ooh I'm <laughs> that I'm is that player. is fair right but like I mentioned like just grab cards from your draft that you just did right, at the yeah. D store yeah yeah or you just yeah you're in. you're right about that actually yeah it's just like it's so obvious yeah put Delina in here she's like a really good legendary dice rolling thing in red yeah. that helps this yeah, deck yeah. out exactly clearly yeah copies your strongest creatures and <laughs> like yeah that, yeah what that's exactly what we want to do. And uh, it, if you don't have any other creatures other than Vondris and uh, Delina, guess what? You roll the dice, trigger Vondris, make a 5-4, you can copy the 5-4. <laughs> and uh, Pyrohemi is another one that I named just before I name-dropped it that doesn't show up here, which is, like, so obvious. Like, put yeah. that in the deck. <laughs> it's really good for you. Mm-hmm. It's also really good in Commander in general, even if you're not playing an Enraged Commander. <laughs> yeah. All right. the The alternate is Clownf, the unrivaled ancient. Five red, green for a four four flying haste dragon, whose art is also awesome. It's so cool. <laughs> uh, looks very similar to I think another dragon that we've seen in the past, right? Like scarily familiar, like like Hellkite Tyrant, like one of those, like yep. probably the same artist, I imagine. I don't know, but like it just looks like the same dragon. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe all the dragons look the same. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever he attacks, uh, but he does have haste, add X mana in any combination of colors. You could add blue if you want. <laughs> Where X is the total power of attacking creatures. So, gonna be minimum four if he's attacking. Spend this mana only to cast spells. I love that they added this clause. That's yeah. That's incredible to me. Because otherwise, I think this yes card would be just busted. And until end of turn, you don't lose this mana as steps and phases end. It's a very common type uh, thing with dragons that attack and like Savage Vent Maw, for yeah. example. Yeah, and I think the reason why they added this in is because so it's not an infinite combo with yeah, the dragon exactly. that adds an additional combat step. Yep, seven exactly. Mana. And it, yeah, it's awesome. It's just like a one little twist. You're just like, oh, okay, I can't. Go infinite yeah. essentially because but it I have to cast fix it, hopefully, and it still made it powerful and it's still ridiculously strong. This is so good. <laughs> yeah, this is insane. And so we mentioned before, like, so seven mana is really tough for a commander to cost, but it's really helpful when it refunds all its mana right away, which this yeah. thing basically does. If not, ramps you by a lot if you're attacking for a lot. Is insane. Yeah, like you're gonna find somebody that doesn't have a flying blocker that matters. Yeah, yeah. So he's probably safe at least for yeah. an attack. So you can like you can do the thing where you have like a bunch of tokens and you can just generate forty mana. My mind went to kind of more obvious thing, which is you probably don't like, but like hydras, because that's essentially just like doubles your mana for spells. <laughs> it's funny. Like, yeah, we went totally different direction. Yeah, I'm not thinking about that. At all. I'm thinking like I love the fact that I can attack with him. And then also be able to hold up my Chaos Warp because I can cast my Chaos Warp off of him. Mm-hmm. So I can get still get rid of the threat that I hate and still attack with my 4-4 Dragon. It's like yep. the perfect, like, I, there we go. Yeah, you can I get to cast your... my Commander. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I get to tap out, spend all my mana to cast my Commander, which happens all the time in Commander, and then hopefully get my attack. That one little instance of I cast my Commander, I move to combat, is the one, to, if they have instant speed, 
yeah, that that's gonna suck. Yeah. Uh, you'll have to you're, get two, you're, two you're more mana to do it again. Yeah, exactly. You'll have to get the two more mana. It's commander. You'll probably get there. I wouldn't yeah. worry about it too much. Because um, anytime he attacks, it's gonna be really powerful. It's gonna it's gonna be nuts. And like you said, like if you are attacking with ten power worth of creatures and they mana, kill man. it, you just cast it. <laughs> cast it again. <laughs> yeah, no, they have. They literally have only that phase in between attacking, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or, or on their turn to remove it and hope you don't have the mana to ca- recast it. But yeah, yeah, this card's awesome. This card's awesome. I really like him more than any of the other dragons that I've seen, especially in the Gruul. There's a lot of Gruul dragons. Uh, even Atarka's in this deck uh, sitting there as a legendary. But I love this one way more. It's super sweet. Yeah, it's so cool. You can do so many different things with it uh, because it's, it's ramping. It's great in the 99 because yeah. you can just play in like a teamer deck. I it is know good that Miles is going to put this in his Maelstrom deck because... Ah, uh, because he can go into it, attack with all his stuff because they all have haste. And they just have Make a billion mana. mana. That it will be busted if you ever... blue. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. like you said, you can make blue mana. That will be busted with Maelstrom. If Maelstrom cascades into that, that will be bad yeah. <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> yes <laughs> that's a minimum of like 13 mana uh, yeah without something else holy crap lastly we have wolfgar of icewing dale a 4-4 human barbarian three red green i hate his art <laughs> he looks like such a doofy guy yeah. <laughs> he looks so doofy like, he has one of the worst abilities ever melee Whenever this creature attacks, it gets plus one, plus one until end of turn for each opponent you attacked this combat. So, like, it could possibly get plus three, plus three. But it does have a better ability tacked mm-hmm. onto it. So it's not necessarily plus three, plus three. Because if a creature you control attacking would cause a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. So it's a panharmonicon for attacking triggers. This is sweet. <laughs> so, and and we've met, I mean, attacking triggers are bad in Commander, but if you have some good ones, this thing could get gross. Yeah, because it doesn't have to attack for you to get it, so it has kind of yep. based on its main ability. So you can go, alright, I'm going to play this creature and attack with my, like, three creatures that have like, oh, when you I'll attack, attack with I'll a Tali. Yeah, attack with a tally. You just get six or eight cards. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you have a tally out and you play this guy and attack with a tally, you might just win on the spot. That's yeah. That's like yeah. You're probably getting roughly twelve to thirteen mana of cards just at that point for free, and then you don't care if a tally dies, <laughs> and you don't care if Wolfgar dies little, after that. And gross. This is awesome because I love a card that's a commander that turns something that's generally like, it's kind of a downside, like in the hierarchy of abilities when they trigger, like yeah, attacking stinks. Attacking stinks. It's slightly better than doing combat damage to a player, but you still have to make it to your combat step. Yeah. This card, like, like you said, like Atali, it's just like, Oh wait, (laughs) this is man. Hit with an Atali. This thing will get busted. (laughs) You just like, Games can end really fast with this guy, right? I mean, there's like, uh, what's what's that? What's that really big like seven mana one that like attacks? It deals like seven Dracuseth. Yeah, 
Whenever it attacks, it deals like seven damage to three things, and it triggers twice. It's just like... <laughs> yeah, Dragon said it's just like, oh, four damage to you, three damage to two other things. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, what? Or <laughs> I'll just rail everything. It is. Yeah, so it is a really powerful effect, you're right. Um, but it relies definitely creature-heavy, combat-heavy, attacking-heavy. Yeah, and, and like, in green, red... Like, giving all your creatures haste is kind of what red and green do. So I think... Yeah. I think you can definitely outfit... And especially since you want a bunch of creatures that have attack, I think you can build your deck around uh, the attack triggers being your theme. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I think this is cool. It, make, it makes a new deck, essentially. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Which is and he fits... Yeah. He doesn't really fit in with this deck, which is hilarious. I mean, Clouth, we just mentioned, definitely fits in with. You double that, that Clouth trigger, that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> double the mana. <laughs> that's gross. It's just intense. But it doesn't really fit in with this deck as it stands, which is hilarious. No. It, because if this you look deck at this deck, is isn't like, a what? real deck. It's like a dragon deck. <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah. This deck is just like, it doesn't make any sense. So how do you... F- Let's talk about its notable reprints mm-hmm. real quick. Rishkar's expertise, a green mm-hmm. staple. I put in Chain Reaction. It's one of the one of the best um, yep. you know, board wipes in red. Chameleon Colossus, classic changeling that everyone wants. Yeah, it's uh, it's weirdly expensive. <laughs> yeah, yes. Dragon Master. Well, I think everything from that like re- era was because no one bought it. <laughs> so like they all kind of are. I also did Dragon Master Outcast. Uh, it makes five five flyings every turn for one mana. Yeah. It, and this this deck doesn't have as much ramp. Doesn't wise. doesn't have as much, but but it has really solid cards that you're gonna need to see. Yep. Yeah. Definitely some really good stuff. Shamanic. You Revolution. know, it's got the rampant growth. Like fine. Like I feel like they never included rampant growth in like commander precons. Yeah. They, they finally like figured it out, right? Like yeah, that's well, of course this card they should have rampant growth. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> cultivate. Yeah. Explore. They're all in this deck. Yes. All cards you want. They should all be in this deck. They reprinted Magma Quake in there. Like, mm-hmm. yes. Having, like, every single green deck under the planet wants Beast Within, so you just have it. They all come with the Arcane Signets now and Soul Rings, which is yep. good. A lot less Artifact Ramp in this one, but that's, again, because they have the Rampant Groats in mm-hmm. green. So that that's good. Uh, how do you feel about this deck overall? Uh, I don't think... It's very strong. <laughs> I think, which is funny. We just talked about how like insane the commanders are, but yeah, if you look at this deck, I agree with you. They're this, all... lo- this, this this one looks like the weakest to me. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think this is the weakest. Deck, yeah, unfortunately, because you're you're like not gonna draw your your soul ring or rampant growth, and you'd be like, hmm, I have like four seven drops in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Everything costs a bunch of mana. Yeah, it's just it's it. It is like the weakest put together, which is odd. Because yeah, you are in green. You could have gone a little further into the yeah printing some of the staples. Once again, I think some of its new cards that that we'll talk about later don't add so much to this deck either. Just kind of they're green, not, red. They're not very good. Stuff. Yeah. So yeah, this is the weakest. C minus, maybe even D plus. I don't yeah, know. I think um, C minus. I think the best three cards are the three commanders that we just named. <laughs> I think I agree. <laughs> it's like buy the commander, guys, and don't buy the deck. Unless you need a bunch of these cards, because again, there are some super solid playable cards that are just around. Yeah, and if you want to build a Gruel Dragon deck, 
buy this deck and it has so many yeah it's got all the dragons it does it does have all the dragons like i already had most of these dragons but yeah it does have all the dragons Mm -hmm. for sure lastly the dungeons of death so you mentioned how they didn't build a dungeon commander in the proper set well here you go they built one in the commander set sephiris I'm so disappointed with this deck. <laughs> Cause this because would be your command was, this would be your dungeon deck. Yeah, I was I I was upset that they only had like one sim or one Esper dungeon thing. And I was like, okay, well maybe they're gonna just put a lot of like other ones or knowing there's gonna be other Esper commanders and stuff in there. And uh, yeah, we'll 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 talk about it. Let's delve into it. I don't think it's as bad as that. I don't think it's so bad. I don't think it's bad. I just disappointed. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, Sephiris of the Hidden Ways. This is Esper Colors. It's just three mana. So white, blue, black for a human wizard 2-3. Whenever one or more of your... uh, No, sorry. Let me read it again. Whenever one or more creature cards are put into your graveyard from anywhere, venture. Into the dungeon. So that is the the move one step down. Mm-hmm. Generally pretty small effects until you get to the end of some of the dungeons. And then yeah. you get pretty powerful effects. This ability can trigger only once each turn. So it does keep it from going off. Unlike Asarak, which just, just like allows you to just, yeah, right, like, yeah. <laughs> just, just go off. So immediately probably looking worse than Asarak, even though that's mono black. If, you, if your goal was to just speed to run dungeons. dungeons. Yeah. yeah. It also has the Create Undead. Whenever you complete a dungeon, you can return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. This card, I know I said I'm disappointed with the deck, not disappointed with Zephyrus of the Hidden Way. I wouldn't be. That's really powerful. You can That's literally, a free reanimate for completing a dungeon. And you can, uh, uh, Tomb of Annihilation can be completed in three steps. Three steps. So you can, <laughs> you can do, play Zephyrus, venture in the dungeon, Venture in dungeon on opponent's turn. Venture in a dungeon on, an, on your other opponent's turn. And reanimate, reanimate turn. a card that you put in the graveyard from milling or something. I, I don't think you can do this on turn three, obviously. But it's... Nope. It's very... It's very good at doing what it does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, your deck is definitely going to have to be built a certain way with this guy. Let's say that. Like, we're talking you're going to want a lot of creatures. You're also going to want them to somehow get into the graveyard from places other than just the battlefields because you're you're looking like we mentioned. You probably want it triggers only once each turn. Still means you could do it on someone else's turn, but you're going to need an instant way to do that, right? So we're looking to play some instants like thought scours and whatnot to get mill some cards from the top of your deck on other people's turns to hopefully turn over a creature card to trigger the venture right exactly if you're triggering venture every turn you're doing some good stuff can we say that like that's generally good yeah like imagine like the temple or the the mad mage one it it's like seven floors yeah the last one is you draw three play play anything for free free, and you get to reanimate something for free like (laughs) what (laughs) what are you you talking about yeah Um, this card can can get nuts but it it can get nuts, but it's a grind, right? It is a grind to get there. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a very much grind. You want to play, like, value creatures, like... Um, it's a grind. And you have to build your deck a specific way. Yeah. You're you, talking like, a lot of creatures, for sure. But you, there's a bunch of 
like spell creatures like the mold drifter yeah. effects which sacrifice themselves to draw two cards that's an excellent one in this deck mold yeah, drifter. i don't know if it's in it is in this it deck. is it is there you um, go yep it is in there there's a notable reprint just like that exactly you could put some more evoke again you're in esper colors you got a lot of choice it's nice being uh, in commander in general the more colors you're in the more options open up, and that's pretty yeah. obvious, right? I mean, you're unlocking thousands of cards yeah. by just adding a color. So the just fact that it's about... got a lot of flexibility in it is good. And I don't think it's a non, like, a non factor to say that we just talked about how like wheels are super good. So somebody makes you discard a card, a creature card, you get some value out of it. You venture in the dungeon. Yeah, this command. It's also like odd that like. This card in and of itself isn't a threat in pretty much any way. Yeah. And it's so grindy. Like, who's removing this? Yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, who are you that you are, like, trying to destroy my creature? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, you. What kind of ca commander game are we playing here, guys? I'm, like, trying to, like, put seven creatures in my graveyards over seven turns to do something maybe busted yeah it's like oh i play i play my Sephiroth. next turn you're like hmm, this guy's gonna play cloth and attack me and and generate 15 mana i better hope <laughs> hold up my swords and plowshares for that i'm not gonna kill this thing yeah i wouldn't threat assessment guys like oh. don't worry just let this guy do his and thing. also this is kind of a weird thing usually these are just whenever a creature like dies or something but um this one is whenever a creature card are put in your graveyard so tokens won't trigger this dying ah uh, that's fair but cycling is a good way cycling is it there are cycle way. creatures in this in these colors that's a great way to to draw a card maintain your your card velocity mm -hmm. while still and actually even more so adventuring venturing generally velocity like plus those creatures that you're cycling especially the bigger ones I would even put, they're, they're not really in this deck. There's a couple, oh, yeah. but there's not a lot. I would put a lot more of the, I, if I were building this deck, I would put more cyclers in this This is deck. not a, this is why I'm disappointed with this deck. As I saw the commander, I'm like, oh, that's really good. Then you look at the deck. Yeah, and like, like I would put cards like Archfiend of Ifnir would be amazing in this deck, yeah. right? Because then oh, yeah. you cycle itself, and then you use the reanimate effect to get the Archfiend of Ifnir back to just continue cycling to trigger your Archfiends. You could make a really cool deck with this guy. But no, instead, they in this deck that headlines, it's called Dungeons of Death, there is four cards that venture into dungeons. That's wild. I didn't, I didn't delve that far into it. I guess they're assuming you're going to venture mainly with your dude. I also hope that with this deck, if you buy this deck, they provide you the three dungeons. They got it, right? <laughs> right? They, <laughs> how silly would that be if they didn't, right? Um, like, <laughs> like, what am I venturing into? <laughs> like a new player who's just like, I bought this deck. What, yeah, what, are the what is venture? What do I do? What's the dungeon? And they have to like look it up. That would be really disappointing. Wait, what, is, <laughs> what is a movable rod? I see on the, in under other. It's one of the new cards. We'll, we'll go over it for sure in the next episode. It wasn't ridiculously overpowered it really wasn't that good okay i couldn't find it yeah it's nothing it's nothing to to, to really 
Does it say Hard Venture in the Dungeon? Because I didn't count that one. Uh, I don't think it does, no. <laughs> so, yeah, if you counted all the rest of the cards, then, yeah, I guess it's sitting at, like, three. Yeah, and this kind of what I'm talking about. Just like, yeah, oh, this, a is a, this is a reanimator deck. Not, like, if you buy this, you have to treat yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you're deck. right. Honestly, and I would build it as a reanimator deck. I would, yeah, I would. I, I would say this is a reanimator deck with venturing is the way to get there. That really just gets there. you some incremental value along the way. Might not even be a, the strongest sort of reanimator deck there is because again we're talking oh, you have to i'm hampered by the fact that i can only trigger it once a turn and i need my commander to be there and i need creatures to be going to the graveyard for it to do its thing yeah it's tough but it could be fun i think it could be fun i think yeah i th- yeah it, putting aside my disappointment this is like clearly a strong strategy and it could be fun because it gets you even more value from doing things that you already want to do yeah 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 that's fair well let's go into the other alternative commander which might be stronger the nihilor two white blue black for a three five legendary creature horror when nihilor enters the battlefield for each opponent tap up to one untapped creature you control when you do gain control of target creature that player controls with power less than or equal to the tapped creature's power for as long as you control Nihilor. So we're talking it can take control of three different things. If you have three different creatures and only of creatures that have power equivalent to the ones you are tapping. So if you have if you play Nihilor and you have a five five and a four four, you can take control of a creature that has uh five is it toughness or power? Probably power. Has, you can take control of a creature power. with five power or less. And Nihilor counts four. as one. Nihilor can do it. Nihilor is allowed to tap himself yes. to control something that costs three. Exactly. And they, you control them for as long as you control Nihilor. A lot of these effects were like, those creatures that tapped will have to stay tapped. They don't. They will get to untap yeah. your next turn, and you just gained control of everything. The limiting factor is as long as you control Nihilor. So if they kill Nihilor... Everything goes back to everyone else. Now, its other clause states, whenever you attack with a creature an opponent owns, you gain two life and that player loses two life. Yeah, this is super cool. I mean, it's kind of like... This is a super cool card. I agree. This is just a super cool card. There's a lot that has to go right. What it does, this card's insanely powerful. Yeah. (laughs) Insanely powerful. But a lot has to go right for that to be the perfect mixture. I, I think the best way to play this is play a bunch of clones in your deck because when you clone your opponent's You're making them as big as they are. Guaranteed to make them as big that's, as they are. That's a super good way to do it, I think. Um, yeah, I would agree with you there. And it, it's just super cool. Like, you, you can eat... Because once again, like we met, we, you definitely need creatures in your deck, right? Yeah. His ability is way more powerful when you actually have the ability to gain... When he enters play, he has the ability to say gain control three creatures, which is pretty insane. <laughs> I would definitely um, recommend playing sacrifice effects in a deck like this. I, I not only because oh, yeah. I'm in a huge fan of sacrifice effects, but the fact that you can gain control of three people's things, and then if they do end up killing the Hillor, which I would count on that fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be bad when they were like, "All right, I'm yeah, I would, I would plan for that." Uh, you can just sacrifice all of their creatures in response, get benefit effects for your own deck off of their creatures that you stole. Yeah, it, that's a powerful effect. Mm-hmm. 
It has nothing to do with the reanimator theme. <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything in this deck. <laughs> they just throw it in there. Just like, another oh, cool card. Cool. Yeah, this deck definitely has the least amount of synergy by far, right? Like, yeah. It's just, like, not there. Yeah. <laughs> um, the... Yeah, because then you go into the la- here's the last commander, which is pro- one of me- might be my favorite legendary of all of us. This guy is amazing. This is Min, the wily illusionist, a one three gnome wizard for one blue blue. Yeah, he's going in my wizard deck, like absolutely. He says whenever you draw your second card, or she, I think it's a she. Whenever you draw your second card each turn, you'll create a 1-1 blue illusion creature token with this creature gets plus 1 plus 0 for each other illusion you control. So it just starts, your first one is going to be a 1-1. You don't have many other illusions. Whenever an illusion you control dies, you may put a permanent card with mana value less than or equal to that creature's power from your hand onto the battlefield. You get to cheat things into play when your illusions die. This thing's insanely powerful if you get there. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> if you have enough illusions in play, this thing's just nuts. Yeah, especially when you're permanents, you can put that draw cards when they put into play. That just oh auto-trigger again. This is so sweet. <laughs> yeah, this card's amazing. I, I would love to play him with a Maskwood Nexus. Yep. Everything's yeah. an illusion. Oh, so this is going in my tribal tribal deck. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Love it. I love it. I love how many homes this thing already got. Yeah. It's in my wizard deck because it's a wizard. It's in your tribal deck because it's uh, got illusions. Yeah, this thing's amazing. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> you get I mean, it, it just makes a creature at instant speed if you can instant speed draw two cards. Yeah. Which yep. you definitely want to be able to do. It, in and of itself, if you want to play this as a commander, it's going to be very strong. So yeah. blue is a very strong color to play by itself. Uh, you, you just get to draw a lot of cards uh, and do your thing. And this just is playing right into that because it's saying like, hey, if you're drawing cards, bam, I'll give you an effect just like yeah. that. I'll give you creature. I'll give you the creatures for it. Yeah, exactly. Which is big. It's big to have that. Like you can play the spells to draw your cards and then it just rewards you to give you creatures. Yep. Instant speed block. I don't know. Yeah, and also it says a permanent value with mana or permanent card with mana value less than or equal to uh, creature's power. So you can put lands in. You can block with your illusion and then put a land in play. You can put a land in play. That's big. That's awesome. That's blue ramp. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, this card's awesome. <laughs> and when, you're going to have more lands because you're drawing cards, and you're just going to end up like I have four cards in play, and I have like as much lands as the, like the blue green ramp deck. Yeah, like you're just constantly drawing it to more and more lands that you can use to cast more spells to draw more cards. What do you give this deck? Man, it's probably good because reanimation super good. Uh, <laughs> I man, I love the commanders too, and like the car. Like this is probably the best deck. Like man, if you can reanimate a uh, shoot, where is it? Uh, What's what's that that the Ashen Rider? And then you're just Ashen playing. Rider. Yeah, I was just gonna say um, Ashen Rider's going. Cart, there's a bunch Cataclysm of Cataclysmic Gear Hulk. Yeah, Hashish Taker, Baleful Strip. Like all the cards are good because they all have entered the battlefield abilities. <laughs> because they're, sure, um, yeah, because it's in the blue white kind of archetype type thing, which yeah. has a lot of blink abilities. Yeah, I'm gonna say like this is probably a B plus deck. Also, like we're gonna go over the notable reprints because like yeah, let's go over the notable reprints. Yeah, I guess before that. I give my grade. Uh, well, I just named a few like 
they have the Falwar Stone in here again. Again, incredible uh, ramp for for a deck of this statue. They have the Wayfarer's Bobble with incredible new art. Ooh, I didn't know. I didn't know Wayfarer's Bobble is one of my favorite cards. I know uh, what's that guy's that that YouTuber's name is going to be obsessed over this. The Commander Quarter guy. Mm, He's yeah. like obsessed with Wayfarer Bobble, which is hilarious. They finally reprinted it here in the Commander deck. It's got incredible new art. I love the new art on it. It's about like being a druid, which makes a lot of sense uh, for the card. Yeah. So really good, solid mana base yeah. wise. Lightning it's got Greaves. the Karmic Guide. It's got Lightning Greaves. It's got, you know, your classic Sun Titan and stuff. But that, those show up everywhere. Yeah. Phantasmal Image. I think that might have been climbing towards like a $30, $40 card. Oh, really? Yeah, mostly because it's a modern. This oh, isn't yeah, a yeah, that's the two commander mana, necessarily. But yeah, yeah, Phantasmal Image is two mana clone. Which cheap, yeah. The cheapest clone there is. It's got so, like, the classic white black removal spells D Spark, Swords to Plowshares, Utter End. It's even got, like, a commander staples in, like, Plague Crafter. Yeah. <clears throat> Every black deck needs a Plague Crafter. And another hidden uh, aspect of this this deck to me has the best of the new printed cards uh yeah the 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 new ones of the new printed cards i think this deck benefited the most specifically only if in a few cards i, I mean I like agree with you i'm of, of the now. new cards they're really yeah. good yeah some of the creatures are like insane yeah. and then and some of the instants that they made for for this the cycle are like just insane yeah. to me <laughs> like i'm oh, yeah. like holy god and we'll, we'll get into it but yeah yeah like, that'll be next episode like, next time we get back to D, but yeah like i think they benefited the most from that so i give this deck just a straight b i think the commander the commander lacks a little bit but he's fun i think he's awesome i just think he's a little weak but the deck's yeah. great i think the deck i i will agree with you on your grade but my heart tells me just to give it an f because i just wanted it done <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I think you're fine buying picking up this deck for sure, and just because uh, it does give you a lot of solid. Like we talked about, Moldrifter. Yeah, there's just like all these cards are all super terrible in the format. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. Even Colin even under, like Meteor Golem. Yeah, right. Like Meteor Golem is a card you'll you'll need. Yeah, to play. So Utter End as a removal spell, D Spark yeah. as a removal spell are super playable and needed. Like you'll play all of these cards. But I'm just yeah. like, why didn't they print more ventures? Yeah, like this this deck is is almost tough. Uh, like as we talked about with like the black uh, red one, where I was like, yeah, ten cards you can just take out. This deck's a little harder to just be like, yeah. I mean, there are some, there are a few, right? Of course, they're all gonna have them. But most of these cards are just fine, just being there. Yeah, even yeah. if they're not optimal, they're just fine. This is this is kind of the deck. That if you play in a non precon setting, like you'll always not be the first one dead <laughs> because like all your cards are just solid. Yeah, they're uh, just doing stuff. Yeah, you're and you're never the threat. You're never right. Like threat. so, everyone's so focused on the threat. You're just sitting there like I'm doing my thing. I don't know. I'm not really. I'm gonna play. Yeah, you'll you'll, you'll never die. First. Get back my wayfarer's bauble, and then other people are comboing off. But then like someone's <laughs> just gonna die. And you're gonna be like, ooh, okay, Ash, reanimate Ash and Rider. Yeah, do okay. something really powerful all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool, fun deck. So cool. there you go. That's where we'll leave it for now. Yeah, everyone. I, I think if you're getting into Commander, the Dungeons of Death is one, probably the one you should buy. It would be a lot of, I think that's the most fun to play. Yeah. Otherwise, it would be Planner Portal, would be my next most fun to play. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you there.
Uh, and I think the other two are way more aggro, ragey, kill people stuff. Yep. And um, I would probably buy the Bant one over the Gruel one because the Bant one has way better reprints and, and just card quality of stuff to the use in every deck you're going to yeah. ever use. While the Draconic one, hey, those commanders are super sweet, but the deck lacks a lot. It, isn't it kind of weird how like attacking commander is like one of the most skill intensive things to figure out like when to attack, when not to attack, when you're just like, yeah. Ooh, when is it worth it to like, you just want to attack. You just, just want to like, bash in. Attack. But, but like, then this person's going to be down to like 13 and like, well, I got to kill you now because I'm almost dead. Like, but I want to kill yeah. you. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's kind of funny. Absolutely. That's it for our commander. What are we going to talk about next week? Ooh, are you sure we don't want to go on for like two or three hours? <laughs> no, we're going to stop it too. I think yeah. that's a good spot. That's what we wanted. Yeah. I think we nailed it with this setup of like when as soon as I looked at it, I'm like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. Yeah, today. you start typing out the cards. You're just like, this is every card. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my God, we can't. There's no way we can get into these decks because I do want to talk about the new cards. There's some really cool stuff they printed, yeah. everyone. We'll get to it when we get to it. But it won't be next week. What are we doing next week? Next week, we're going after... We're going after... Kind of. Boss fights. <laughs> we're going to fight bosses next fight week. Boss fight. These are probably the most exciting, the most tense, the most anticipated kinds of encounters in D&D. And these are, from a DM perspective, these are also the most fun. Because yeah. you just do anything you and we'll, want. We'll see what we get into with this. I'm hoping to like go into, like you know the the structure of a party how you how you consider that and, and going forward into boss fights which is really important yeah. aspect of it what are you most afraid of in these fights what characters seem to thrive in boss fights as opposed to others right uh there are certainly classes that seem to like boss fights come about and like all of a sudden they're a god but then they fade out into nothing whenever something else goes yep and in behavior of parties when they're anticipating a boss fight changes a lot it like these are like these are essentially like the centerpieces of yeah. They're usually a uh, uh, we're kind of. I also think yeah more than it, but yeah like, well, yeah I know yeah. we always do this though where we give a huge preview of what we're gonna do. It's true. I also yeah. want to say another subject of the boss fights that I want to say is that I think the environment is more important in boss fights than any other fights. Yeah, it's, it's almost like it's almost like it doesn't exist in like any given fight. It's just like we're on a flat plane. It doesn't matter. Basically, in yeah. boss fights, it's actually important. Like that, the spatial awareness is actually important. Yep, I, you nailed pretty much exactly how I feel. Like the environment <laughs> is there to like enhance the immersion in normal combats, essentially. Yeah. Unless for various another, there are exceptions, obviously. But yeah, you can use the environment in a much more interactive way. Yeah, it, which definitely makes fights. it feel and different. They have mechanics for that which we'll get into yes in boss fight. all right uh what about next time we get to the magic podcast that we've been talking about enough all episode long man i feel like we're going back to this new set for we're gonna uh, have to we, could, we can't hack it guys so we just can't magic. get there uh and it's 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 kind of nice because we don't have to come up new ideas because they're just printing new cards all the time so like let's talk about I, cards. Let's right talk. it's just like they give us all the material they're like here talk about this this week yeah okay which know. is <laughs> it's also great because this is just a conversation that we would have just yeah we would have normally <laughs> we get to go over it yeah so yeah we're going to talk about all the other new cards that we never got to in all these decks i mean we're talking i think each deck has like i think it's 10 cards or so roughly. yeah roughly Some around cards there. Are it's so a good amount cool 
It's a good amount. There's a there's a good amount in each. So that means we have like forty cards to talk about. Which yeah, so that's gonna take us the whole episode next time, guys. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that that's that's gonna be the next podcast. So with that, I think we can go back to partying Let's now. Go back to the party now. All right. And all you listeners out there, party on.